You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. Live from Los Angeles, powered by AA Best Bail Bonds, Nearside App, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Boy, we are live in Los Angeles. It is Super Bowl Radio Row. We made it. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. Kind of the calm before the storm as Super Bowl week is kicking off. Yeah, it really is, Jason. You look around Radio Row, and this place is so big. There are some places here, but there's still a lot of empty tables that uh, I'm sure will fill in as we go through the week. But just the vibe here is really exciting. I mean, it really is. I think everybody's looking forward to the week and the and the football game on Sunday. And we have a lot to talk about with Radio Row, but some big news back home. DeJounte is an all-star. Yes. The injury replacement. As we told you last week, last Thursday when it was announced, he would end up making the team as an injury replacement. I'm not sure we actually said we, we said guaranteed that, that he would we do that. We said that because Draymond basically gave him a spot. That doesn't matter. And that's who he's replacing, by the yes. way. So I guess Adam Silver said, okay, if Draymond, if Draymond says it's okay, we'll do that. But I wasn't convinced that that would happen. I mean, you know, when you look at the San Antonio Spurs history, uh-huh. They kind of get passed over all the way down the line. It's kind of like if you're the only guy left, okay, I guess we'll put you on. But that didn't happen this time, and that's good. Well, and, and, and I kind of felt like he would uh, until the next day when we were reading on ESPN their NBA experts list of snubs, <laughs> exactly. and only only one dude listed Murray. <laughs> but you kind of felt like he was going to make it as an injury replacement, and he does. Lovey Smith is going to be the next head coach. Wow. Of your Houston Texans. I mean, that came out of left field in, in a lot of ways. Uh, we'll talk to Clint Sterner from Sports Radio 610 in Houston about that coming up at 630. Daryl Johnston, the Moose, will be on at 530. Solomon Wilcox, who played for the Bengals. Yep. Uh, he will join us coming up at 445 today, live here in Los Angeles on Radio Row. And we'll get to the other stories, but we got to start with story time in L.A. <laughs> because, you know, it's the, the first time, you know, it's weird because throughout the years, Joe Reinagle at Ken's Five would be at a lot of events that we were at. Absolutely. So, you know, I can't say that we've never traveled before. Right. But we've never traveled before like this as, as teammates yes. staying in the same house and, right. and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just going to start with, you know, I give Rob Thompson a lot of crap because that dude loses everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. I lost my wallet yesterday. You sure did. And you know what was funny about that? Everybody was happy about it. <laughs> I have never <laughs> lost a thing in my life. That's important. Yeah. I, I've never, th- that feeling, I mean, Rob's used to it. 
mean, I mean, I mean, you expect it. That, well, well, right? well, that's it. I mean, and, and there's jokes about it. There's, I mean, you know, Rob loses his car keys three times a day. He will lose, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, you know, he's looking for his glasses and they're on his forehead. I mean, you know that. Uh, but yesterday, after we checked in, I guess I didn't put my wallet all the way into my pocket in in my. The shirt must have caught part of it. I'm guessing. I don't know. But we're walking, and it's like all of a sudden, oh, dude, I, where's my wallet? Um, where, where's my wallet? That is the worst feeling in the world. And, dude, let me tell you something about Jason Minix that I found out yesterday. Uh-oh. When he lost his wallet, first of all, again, everybody was happy about it. <laughs> but this guy would have beaten Tyreek Hill in a race at that moment in time. I have never seen you move that fast in my entire life. Yet I didn't run. It was just a brisk pace a brisk of pace. a walk, <laughs> retracing my steps. Now, imagine, we are in Los Angeles at the convention center, which is open to the public right now. Yes, it is. Uh, and lots of people on a Sunday taking advantage of day one of the NFL experience. And and the Clippers were playing at home last night, so it was a bleep show. The Bucks downtown. The yeah, they were too, playing yeah. the Bucks, right? So, I mean, traffic, everything sucked. Lots of people in the convention center. And, of course, we're lost. I've never been in here before. So <laughs> we're, 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 we're all walking around. I mean, we got our steps in for the week yesterday. Dude, this place is a monster. If I was wearing one of those watches, they would have thought somebody yeah. borrowed it. I mean, the <laughs> amount of walking that we were doing. But I retrace my steps. And I, now they get into the secured area. Thank God. And I'm retracing my steps there, and just laying on the floor was my wallet with every dollar that I brought still in there. I couldn't have gotten luckier. Well, you got lucky. That was one thing. First of all, he races back to get this. I don't know what this brisk walk thing is. I mean, you, dude, you you flew. And then he kind of stealths us. Because <laughs> me, Rob, and Rudy are sitting there at a table waiting for this guy. And he calls us from like half a mile down the way. And you had to go right past I, us. I had to. Well, I figured you guys were going to just keep walking and get over here to Radio Row to start setting up. No. I didn't figure you were going to wait where they sold beer. I mean, what was I thinking? <laughs> that, you know, all right, well, we're going to get a break. I, I, dude, I am so lucky. Uh, but as much crap as I give everybody else, it's it's on me this time. I, 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 this week could have started off awful. Really bad, yeah. And you got lucky, so it's good. That means it's going to be a good week, right? Absolutely. But I'll own it. I'll own it. Rob can give me. I'm sure. I mean, I didn't hear R&R this morning because it's too damn early in L.A. time. I don't know how they did it, but if I'm sure they gave me crap this morning. Trust me, I'm giving myself plenty of crap. Dude, I don't even. I don't even. I don't believe in karma. But the first thing you said to me at the airport yesterday, when I'm looking around, I said, oh, I've lost my my jacket. I'm looking around, it was on the back of my chair. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, there you yeah, go, Ryan go. Eagle. You know, I mean, the same as Rob. Uh-huh. I mean, so it serves you right. It, it does. It, it does, because I've, I've, I've <laughs> never, never, never done that. And after that feeling, I never, ever want to do that again. And for you people that lose stuff all the time, How? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> well, not you, Ryan Eagle, but, but there are people out there listening, Michael Jimenez, Rob Thompson, that lose stuff all the time, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I they mean, do it. You know, uh, I, I just, it's like traveling without deodorant. You're going on a trip. How do you not have deodorant in your travel bag? That's awesome, because I don't, okay? Luckily for me, just right over here is an Old Spice setup. Okay, yeah. so there's deodorant right over there, and we Joe's got good. It. Yeah, yeah, so we're good. Well, well, and here's the thing. So I'm traveling with two dudes. I'm traveling with two dudes 
Ryan Engel forgets his deodorant. Michael Jimenez forgets his deodorant and his toothpaste Jeez. for whatever reason. Jimenez went and spent seven bucks for some deodorant today. I'm like, dude, there's, you know, now we saw the setup, but Old Spice is always here because it's going to be a convention center full of dudes that don't know how to pack. So they know <laughs> we're going to forget our deodorant, and that. they know if they don't by Thursday, somebody's going to regret it. So they hand out a ton of free deodorant here and and go from go from there. Well, maybe it's for them because they know the smell of radio guys and, and they want to make sure you've got your deodorant, right? So they don't have to sit there and smell everybody the entire week. But no, man, it's uh, it's really it's really a cool atmosphere around here. You've got everybody set up. It's a I I can't underscore the fact of how massive this convention center is. It is just ginormous. You take the Henry B Convention Center and this feels like, and that we have a big convention center in San Antonio. We do. And somebody that works for the convention business, Richard Oliver, somebody, uh, correct me, this feels like it's three times bigger than what we have in San Antonio. And, of course, you get here, Radio Row is on one end. To get your credential, it's nine miles away it is. on the other end. It is. It's incredible how big this place is. I was really, I don't know if impressed is the right word. Dude, it's massive. It's size matters. It, yes. It, yes, it's impressive. It, I was like, hey, whoa, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and then the plane ride out here, speaking of massive and impressive. Yes. We are sitting between a lady who told us she was 73 years yes, old. Yes, she did. <laughs> She did. She, a nurse, by the way. Yeah, she was a nurse yeah. for 40 years. Yes. Yeah, we know more about this woman than we care yes. to. <laughs> she didn't know what an iPad was. No. Um, she had a book. Yeah. But in her purse, which was like the Mary Poppins bag. I mean, on this three-hour flight to Los Angeles, she reached in and she would pull out snacks. She reached in and, well, at one point she had her purse open and she was digging around some for some stuff. Mind you, she is 73 years old. And it was like she had stopped at the Megaplex prior to uh, getting on that flight. She had an electronic device, is that <laughs> she, what you're she, saying? She did. <laughs> and it was like she opens her purse, she's digging around, and it's like, wow, you, uh, all right. Yeah. All right. So what, was that one, because I didn't see that. It Was that something you turned and then you had to look away? Oh, big time. That... I looked, I'm like, oh, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> it was like, I, I, I mean, look, we know people travel with them. I, I mean, we've seen that. We she's, do? She's 73 years old. That's that's the part that, and she, she told us, because she lives in L.A. Her in-laws are in their 90s. Right. And one of them wasn't doing well. So she was in Bernie, Bernie yeah. taking care of the in-laws for like three weeks. So apparently she was going to be away from her husband for three weeks and tra well, I, I, traveled prepared. Hey, you know, I mean, there's there's medications now for people in their 70s and, you know, younger. <laughs> saying, do you not put that in your checked bag? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, why is that in your purse on your carry-on? Maybe she wanted to join the Mile High Club. I, I, I don't think so. I don't, you don't I, think I so? I don't think so. You know, she was in the bathroom a long time. <laughs> well, and she took her Mary Poppins and bag with did. her. she <laughs> did. Mile High Club. Hello. Maybe. Maybe. Because she was in a good mood that entire flight. <clears throat> she it was. was. It was. She did know who Jordan Spieth was, though, because I was watching the golf tournament, uh -huh. Pebble Beach, and, and so she knew who Jordan Spieth was. So I was impressed by that. And uh, 
you know, she would kind of watch back and forth what you were watching, what I was watching. So Because, again, she didn't know what an iPad she was. She had no clue. She had no idea how we were getting television right. on the airplane. Yeah. It was it, it was interesting. I was watching, for the love of God, the Pro Bowl. Oh, my. How did you do that? It was Well, I was trying to sleep. Gosh. I, I, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things the Pro Bowl could do to make that interesting. I don't know what. I mean, it's kind of like the NBA All-Star game. I mean, honestly, well, and I'm happy for DeJounte. I'm happy he's going. But, I mean, you've got to really not have anything else to do to sit down and watch the Pro Bowl well, or the NBA I, All-Star game. I was game. on a flight. I really didn't have a yeah, whole lot else, else to do. do. But they, I, 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 make it seven on seven. They weren't tackling harder to the ground anyway. Make it flag. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, but what we were watching, hard to call that football. I mean, I even saw J.J. Watt tweeted that he has seen more intensity at a walkthrough yeah. before from what we saw yesterday. But the guys were having fun. Nobody wanted to get hurt, and every quarterback was throwing interceptions. So I think every quarterback had at least one INT in the game. Shannon Sharp called it an embarrassment. That's what he called it. He well, called it an embarrassment. I could see that. I mean, the skills competition was more entertaining than the actual game. I mean, but, look, I went from that to women's ice hockey in the Olympics. They were up 5 nothing at the end of one. I turned it off of that. Then I was watching a little bit of NASCAR. I gave that about a good two minutes because they were apparently racing at the L.A. Coliseum. I didn't know they were doing that. And I, I can't watch a lot of NASCAR, so then I ended up watching Shark Tank. You don't watch golf? I... I I don't know why I skipped right over the golf. Dude, I don't know why either. It was, it was really exciting. It, I, I, it would have been better than what I was watching. Jordan Spieth just kind of blew it down the stretch. And uh, so, you know, I was pulling for him. I, I like to see that young man do well. Winner of the Texas Open, defending champion. So and we got our uh, – uh, so we land, we get set up, we get here. Uh, dinner last night was interesting, and then we ended up at um, – <laughs> Uh, at the house, and we we didn't go out. No, um, we didn't have to though. We we didn't have to. By the way, <laughs> our house is spectacular. It really is. I, I mean, it is right by USC. So if you understand Los Angeles, you know that this isn't South the greatest Central. of neighborhoods. Yes, we were at the house for less than ten minutes when we heard our first set of gunshots. We did three of them. Pop pop pop. I can say that Rudy didn't react well. <laughs> <laughs> Rob and I were sitting there going, yep, that was gunshots. Yeah. But like three or four blocks away. So, I mean, we knew we were we, we were we were okay. Well, that's when I um, I closed the shades. Yes. Because I figure if they're going to shoot in, I at least want them to guess where we're at <laughs> and not have a clear shot and see. Well, if you, if you think about the house we were in, it doesn't quite fit the neighborhood. No. You know, there's no zoning laws apparently in Los Angeles. Because right. somebody bought a house, bought a piece of property, and they built this up. It's designed for college students. It is. I mean, it's five bedrooms, and every bedroom has a bathroom. Every bedroom has two beds in it, which is... Interesting. One bedroom has two twin beds. That's the bedroom that Jimenez gets because he showed up late. <laughs> Everybody else chose uh, uh, early. But but again, I mean, private bathroom and every door has a lock. It's like five individual leases. Little dorm rooms, right? yeah. There's a kitchen table downstairs and a stupid futon. Uh, that's the only furniture in this place. Yeah, and a, and a dining room table, which is what we sat at. You really have no other choice unless you want to sit on the floor. But it's it's good. Everybody's got their own rooms. We uh, we settled in nicely, and now it's time to get going. It is time to get going tonight. I think we got to do dinner somewhere near a beach. I, I, we, okay, we, we we need some beach 
tonight some good seafood probably uh, we'll do that as we often do when we're in los angeles if you have a recommendation for some restaurants we're thinking manhattan beach or redondo beach it doesn't matter uh send us your recommendations last time when we were here for oxnard uh, a couple people sent in some recommendations and we went they were spectacular yeah so send them again at joe kens five you can tweet to me at jason minix Pledges back at the friendly confines. He doesn't really care where we eat tonight. It's not going to matter to him. Jimenez doesn't care. He's just along for the ride. But he does have free deodorant. He now. got thank God for that. I'm, but, but he spent seven bucks wow. for deodorant at the at the convenience store, and apparently their deodorant was behind lock and key. <laughs> at the convenience store here in in Los Angeles. Yes, a lot it, of things are behind lock and key. Well, all uh, the around uh, here. But it, again, we're staying in South Central. That's true. All the alcohol was under lock and key. I mean, that took an act of Congress to get what we got <laughs> last night. Yes, that was uh, it. Was fun though. It was good. Bill Harrison texted and said, "Tony's on the pier at Redondo Beach." There I you think go. we went there last time. I have never been to Tony's on the pier, though. It is uh, fantastic. You know, every place we go to will tell you they have the best clam chowder. Every it's place just, tells yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah, they they do. But I'll be the judge of that, though. I'm a good judge of clam chowder because I like it. Oh yeah, I really do. I've never had anything better anywhere than I've had in Seattle, Washington. Really, best clam chowder I've ever had, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's okay, San Francisco on the wharf down there. Yeah, that's pretty good, but. Seattle, man, I I just to me that's the best. Interesting, because I I like uh, there's there's some really good spots in San Francisco. No, uh, there are, and, and the sourdough bowls and and all yes, that. Yes, not yes. Not the uh, what's it called? Fly uh, where they make the bread at, at that bakery. It starts uh, Boudin or, or whatever it is. Yep, uh, yep. The Boudin Bread Company. Yeah, I know what you're talking they're, about. They're a little um, touristy, if you will. But there are some other places up there in the sourdough bowl with with the clam chowder. We could we could do that. The Rex Steakhouse is a recommendation. Well, I like the sound of that for sure. I'm, well, I'm always up for a good steak. I am too. Well, one of these days, because my birthday is Thursday, we're going to have to do Thursday we've got the cigar party. Maybe Wednesday we go find a great steak. I'm just wondering, did you see Lenora there? said you were looking all spiffy. Who? I'm like, is, am I chopped liver over here? What? Who's looking all spiffy? Lenora, you. Where? What well, are you pledge, looking at? Pledge will put that back. There oh. you go. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Lenora. your chopped liver. I'm wearing a long sleeve T-shirt. Well, I kind of am. Yeah, we're both polo you're wearing, guys. Yeah, you're today, wearing a half zip. I mean, which is what I'm normally <laughs> wearing. Um, I don't know. I appreciate it though. Thank yeah, you. that was nice. Are y'all related? No, no. I, th- I think it's just because she normally, if you know, all the years that I was uh, uh, without you, Joe, and working out of my kitchen. <laughs> It was generally just a concert T-shirt. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen that. Now that we have to get up and actually put on pants and go to work, you know, it's it's part of my closet that I honestly hadn't seen in two years. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that, that. I mean, that's true. Dust that stuff off, and so you could come in here because, man, Jason, this I I can't get over the size of just the room that we're in, and this is just one room. Well, and and, and look, I am thrilled. As a Radio Row veteran, we've got two tables that are back-to-back, so Joe and I are on opposite sides of tables, and they're doing this for distancing. And if you can see in the background of, it's hard to really tell the way the video set up if you're watching on Facebook or on uh, YouTube, 
but check any of our social medias. Rudy J has probably been uh, the most active. Yeah, he has. The amount of space between tables. Typically speaking, Joe, there would be a table, and then the space between tables, there'd be another table. Right. You know, it's almost like new neighborhoods. You drive into an old neighborhood, and you, they got yards, and their neighbors aren't on top of them, and then the newer neighborhoods, the right houses are right there. Uh, they did a nice job of spreading this out. And putting hand sanitizer on every Isn't table. Isn't that nice? There, yes, they are. And we have to wear a mask everywhere you're going when you stand up. Now, I remember Radio Rose, the Super Bowls that I've covered. They were, it was just a long, I mean, tables just lined up in, in long rows. Yep. Is that, is that typical? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. It's just like this. There would be, like where we are and where that one is, there would be another station <laughs> right. set yeah. up right there. Right there. And yeah. then walking through becomes a pain in the ass. New York City and Minneapolis were the two worst as far as no space. This is this is the best. I mean, this is – Houston was at the top of the list as far as setup, uh, but this one is, is far better than Houston as far as setup. So, you know, we're here all week. Our AA Best Bail Bonds uh, big game coverage uh, brought to you by Nearside App, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. If there's things you want to know about, let us know. I, I mean, and one of the nice things is traveling with more than just one show is Rob and Rudy, and bless their hearts. Oh, my. I, I mean, they're on from 5 to 8. Their alarms went off at 3. They went to bed a little after midnight when the bottle of Knob Creek ended. So, and, and that was, and, and, and that was an entire bottle that disappeared. And what were we grocery shopping at nine thirty at night? It was about that time, though. It was all Jimenez, though. When uh, he that's got true. in, I mean, he just started guzzling. That that's stuff. true. I mean, he he started because Jimenez. I haven't had alcohol in two months. Yeah, well, he made up yeah, for it yeah, last yeah, night. He, he certainly did. <laughs> started with some uh, uh, tequila shots from Dano's Dangerous yes. Tequila. Yes, we did. Uh, and then he moved over to the Knob Creek, and you know, I'm a Miller Lite guy, so you right. know, I, I was I was good. Uh, Jimenez is hurting today, but those boys, man, they took a nap. Rob said. And I don't know what he said on the radio this morning, so I don't want to. But whatever movie Rob started when he went to bed was still playing when he woke up to come yeah, to work. That's bad. <laughs> he got a nap. Yeah, that's bad. And it wasn't a very long nap either, unless that was a you know the Godfather One or something <laughs> that runs three and a half hours. But yeah, it was, it was a short time. I felt bad for those guys. I'm sure they're snoozing as we speak, getting ready for tonight and uh, of course their show tomorrow. But uh, it's just great to be out here. And of course, as we go through, we're going to continue to give you kind of what we see and hopefully give you a little bit of a picture as to what's going on out here, so you can kind of go through this with us you know i mean and that's that's the idea of being out here that's what we do follow us on our socials uh on twitter on instagram and uh the sa sports star um and and, and just kind of kind of go from there uh lenora her birthday is on a wednesday happy, happy birthday, birthday early very much happy you, birthday. she says oh, you look thank good you. too thank you so Nothing much Nothing like begging for compliments well Boy, you know come on. So, sometimes i have to I, I have to so thank you lenora for playing along i appreciate that very much so the houston texans have a head coach yes they do finally if you're a houston texans fan i want to hear from you wow how are you feeling? 210-656-ESPN. 
656-3776 on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines. You can also get us on Twitter at JoeKens5. Tweet at me at Jason Menix. We'll talk about that and the Pro Bowl coming up. Solomon Wilcott, who played for the Bengals, he will join us live at 445 as we continue our coverage here from Radio Row in Los Angeles. This is the Blitz, AM 1250 and 103.3. I'm Joe Reinagle. He is Jason Minix, and we are live in Los Angeles. Radio Row as we prepare for the Super Bowl here in L.A. between the Rams and the Bengals. A lot of excitement out here in Los Angeles as folks just starting to show up. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's a little bare in here, but I expect folks to come in and start showing up as the week progresses, and I'm looking forward to it, man. It's been a lot of fun already. Already, and it's the calm before the storm. I mean, you know, you think about as the buildup is coming, and of course, it's day one, so you've got some gremlins. Absolutely. Right? So we we go behind the curtains. Our internet that we've paid a lot of money yes. for uh, keeps dropping. Now it reconnects, but it's been consistent all day. That if it drops, it's out for three minutes and then comes back. Right. And you know, like our our friends over from. Uh, uh, the Tampa Bay Sports Station, the best sports station in Tampa Bay, we drop, they drop at the same time. The guy behind us is from Pittsburgh. Right. He was doing a midday show. He would drop. We would all drop at the same time. So there's an issue somewhere, but we're on it. We're working yeah, on it. Yeah, and the, the guy was over here to help, and he, he menaced. Yeah. Did you see how quick he moved? Dude, he ran faster to go find the Internet guy. Than I did when I thought I lost my wallet. No, I wouldn't say that. I well, wouldn't but he say jogs that. five miles I, a day. Yeah, but it wasn't fast. Okay? Well, no, that, he wasn't fast. I have a feeling his that five... was the his, slowest jog in the history yeah, of jogs. His five miles takes a minute, I'm yeah. sure. But, hey, props <laughs> to uh, Pledge, you know, for uh, stalling there. So that was awesome, Pledge. Good job, buddy. But if it if it does happen, in, uh, you know, in the middle of a conversation, just realize we're aware, we're working on it, uh, we try not to have that stuff happen, right. but you know, you know what some, are you gonna do? Some, sometimes it does happen. Uh, you know, in the in the meantime, you know, how come it happens when we're talking about the Texans? I I, I don't understand. Like nobody gives a damn about the Texans, so we we tease up. We're going to talk about the Houston Texans, and that craps out, man. No Goes show. Out. Right. I, I mean, Jerry Jones and the power that he has. <laughs> you know, talk about those boys. <laughs> no, seriously. I I, I mean. Nick Casario and Jack Easterby and Cal McNair couldn't have fumbled this any any more. Uh, I mean, it's it's incredible how bad they handled this coaching search. Or were they brilliant? You know, that's a good question, Jason, because, dude, this had to have, and I hate to say this, but this had to have been a little bit political. And the only reason I say that John McClain from the Houston Chronicle was convinced that the Texans were going to hire Josh McCown, that that was the deal that was already put in place. They were going to hire McCown, all right? And then all of a sudden, McCown goes away, and here comes Lovey Smith, who, by the way, was on the Texans coaching staff last sure. year. But, but still. I, I mean, they they fired David Coley a long time ago. Right. And we've heard, and they've tweeted out, everybody they've done interviews with, or at least that we thought, They've done interviews with. We've heard their list of finalists. 
included Brian Flores, included uh, McCown, included, you know, I, I mean, there's been a, a, not once have I heard Lovey Smith. Now, the Texans claim that you have, though. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 our producer is uh, Mr. Texans everything, and, you know, somebody doesn't fart in that building, a pledge doesn't tell us about it. I mean, you, you, you look at, at what's going on with the Texans. Was it nobody would have been excited about Lovey Smith if they would have replaced David Coley with Lovey Smith until every Texan fan thought they were going to get Josh McCown. And now everybody's elated it's not Josh McCown and Lovey Smith becomes the winner. It, I, it was a show game that they were playing like, here's our guy, you're going to hate him. So here's our guy, ha-ha, <laughs> here he is. Get excited because it ain't McCown. Yeah, I don't know if they're that smart, Jason. <laughs> Honestly, I, I would like to give them credit for that, but I've seen them screw up that franchise enough. Um, I, I think Lovey Smith, at the end of the day, just was the safe choice. He was there already. He's already had head coaching experience, um, obviously, a coach of the year in 2005. So, I mean, the guy's got the credentials. He's a good coach. And I think at the end of the day, with everything that's going on, that it, it, there was a lot of politics involved, I think, and Lovey Smith was a safe choice. Now, here's what happens. Since he's the guy, you got to give him more than a year. I mean, you can't well, just... You can't. You've got to give this guy an opportunity to build this football club. Here's what's going to be interesting, and until the Texans actually release it. And, again, we'll talk to Clint Sterner coming up at 630 uh, from Sports Radio 610 down in Houston. The initial tweets this morning that said, Lovey Smith is their guy for 2022. Now, that that kind of sounds like a one-year deal. It, it does. And, and if you're Lovey Smith and they say you get a one-year deal, I say F you and walk out. I, I mean, at least give me a how you gave what David Coley damn near twenty million dollars to quit working. Yeah, I mean, is he getting a one year deal for thirty million? Then okay, I'll deal with one year deal. Yeah, maybe that's I, the I, deal. I mean, give me that job. I you know I mean yeah for a year and you know I'm going to get fired. I mean, give me five years with a lot of guaranteed money on it. And you have to wonder how much when you talk about political and just. McCown appeared to be their guy. Very white. You got Flores that was a finalist for that job. And then the lawsuit happens. Roger Goodell sends out a memo. We've got to be better at minority hiring. Then all of a sudden, seemingly out of left field, it's not Brian Flores because he's suing the league. Right. That's career suicide. He is, oh, here, here, Lovey Smith. Dude, I ran into him in the break room and thought, dude, you could be the head coach. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just like, yeah, it, 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 the Texans could not have handled their coaching search any worse. It, it's it's horrible, but, I mean, we've kind of come to expect that from Houston, right? Fumble. I mean, my gosh, and I didn't think, oh, McNair, uh, uh, um, the coach. Uh, Which one? Th- yeah. Coley? No, the last one. Coley. David Bill Coley. O'Brien. Oh, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> OB. Hello. OB. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he screwed up that team so oh. bad. But look, if he Lovey, looks like a genius today, though, doesn't he? It was, no, he doesn't. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he doesn't. And nobody was touch that guy with a 10 foot pole right now. I mean, he's he, he just screws your football team up completely. Look, 
They've got to give Lovey. If Lovey Smith is their guy, that's who they're going to hire. You've got to give him an opportunity to build that football club. You can't change head coaches every year. Or you're just going to be in last place every year. And that's the way it's going to be. You've got to give the guy an opportunity to build that ball club. And you look at when they trade Deshaun Watson and they get all those draft picks for Deshaun Watson, the toolbox, if you will, for Lovey Smith is going to be so much greater than whatever David Coley thought he was going to have. I, I mean, it, it's incredible what Lovey Smith has apparently just tripped into. But he might end up being the right guy for the job. I, I mean, all seriousness, we can make fun of the fact that he hasn't been successful as a head coach and he wasn't successful in college. We know he's a great coordinator. Looks like Pep Hamilton is is going to end up being the OC there. I mean, there 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 are some positives that could come from this, even though it feels like he was never their guy. They weren't ever considering him to be their guy, and all of a sudden he ends up with the job, and it might actually end up being pretty good. It may be if they give him an opportunity, Jason. Yes. They've got to give him that opportunity. You can't if they go four and thirteen this year. You can't fire him no. and try to bring somebody else in. You've got to give him an opportunity, especially if they get the haul that, that everybody expects them to get from a Deshaun Watson trade. Um, but, you know, that's still a mess. It's still a mess. It's still a cloud that's hanging over the Houston Texans' head, going to hang over their head until they complete this trade, if and when that happens, because the list is dwindling. I mean, the Giants were rumored. They no longer want him. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins, I don't think they're interested anymore. So that leaves you with Philadelphia, Washington, or perhaps Denver. So your teams are starting to dwindle down. Somehow I think once the legal stuff is worked out for Deshaun, they'll come out of the All world. those teams yeah. are now all of a sudden going to be available. I mean, let's 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 be honest. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I would be, wouldn't yeah. you? I Every mean, he's team a great quarterback. Is going to be interested. We'll talk about Super Bowl Fifty Six coming up with a guy that used to play for the Bengals. Solomon Wilcox will join us next from our AA Best Bail Bonds Big Game Coverage Radio Row, brought to you in part by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Our AA Best Bail Bonds big game coverage brought to you in part by Texas Cheer Liquor. He is Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Minix. It's always fun on Radio Row. We catch up with a lot of a lot of former players. Solomon Wilcox, I feel like I see you every year on Radio <laughs> Row. And a couple of times throughout the years you do phoners. It's great to be doing this in person again. Yeah, Jason, nice to be with you today. And, of course, I brought some good friends with me, Dr. Brian Cole. So we we have a good time every single year uh, coming on to Radio Row. We get to talk about new innovative treatments, but we also get to talk about one of the biggest games of the year, and of course, that's the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Now I got to ask though, you always travel with doctors. Yeah, you're you're always with people smarter than everybody else. Man. My, my my parents taught me well. Hang out, pick your friends wisely, and make sure they're smarter than you. Well, well, Doc, tell us a little bit about what you're doing because you know you work with a lot of professional athletes. 
But what about guys like me? I mean, we aches and pains. We still think we're athletes, but we're not, and we get aches and pains. you got something new that you're working on. Will you tell us about it? Sure, I do. And um, you're right. It isn't for the uh, everyday high-level athlete necessarily. It is for that person. But there's 12 million visits a year for people who have knee, fit, knee pain, and half those people have cartilage problems. So what you probably know is cartilage what lines the ends of your bones, right? Right, right. It's what keeps you pain-free. It allows you to, to, to participate. You may not be a high-level athlete, but I'm sure you're very active. Still, you're taking care yourself and i bet sure i bet there's a time <laughs> you keep telling me about the potato chips i know but they're unopened you know they do make a, a third they, bag. Do, they do make a light version <laughs> a light version okay <laughs> so, but, but uh so cartilage problems are very very common and these often happen in people who would be considered either uh too young for a replacement mm-hmm. or uh their disease isn't advanced enough so they live in that between zone where i can tell you when I first came in practice, we didn't have an option for them. So uh-huh. this technology called Macy is basically where we do an arthroscopic procedure. That's where we look inside the knee using a small camera, take a small piece of cartilage. We then send it to a laboratory with a company that's called Vericell, and they grow the cartilage. It comes back on a collagen membrane, and much like you know patchwork, if you have you know you have a, a field or a turf where the, there's a piece of sod missing, it's replacing the damaged area with your own cartilage cells. I mean, you, you when you hear I bet you think, well, that sounds like something that we should have had all along. But the reality is this is the last uh, uh, approved procedure by the FDA going back to 1994. We haven't had a single technology that's been approved for human use since 1994. And there's been thousands of these procedures performed. But what is new is that now it used to be in this liquid form, but this Macy, which is where we take the cells, put it on a collagen membrane, literally comes back like a graft, and it's a cartilage transplant. So not necessarily for bone-on-bone arthritis, but for people who suffer from cartilage injuries, including people in the NFL, as you can imagine how common cartilage injuries are there. Absolutely. Dr. Wow. Ryan Cole, orthopedic doctor, Bulls team doctor, White Sox team doctor. You, you, you know about a lot of knees and, <laughs> and, and dealing with a lot of, lot of other injuries from professional athletes. Now, Sally, you, we're talking about a Super Bowl team. That you played for. Yeah. None of us saw the Cincinnati Bengals being in the Super Bowl this year. I know you do a Bengals podcast. Yeah. I'm guessing in August and September you didn't think you'd be talking about the Bengals in February. No, we did we didn't think they'd be um Super Bowl worthy, but we did think this is a team that had a shot to make the playoffs, that if the everything sort of fell into place, that we could find uh, this team playing in the postseason. We saw this team grow um over the course of a season. We saw the confidence develop we also saw him lose the team like the chicago bears and the <laughs> new york jets along the way and Stum- the Br- jets and yeah. browns back to back and stumble and fail against some lesser opponents um but we notice is that that team never hung its head they continue to have a great deal of confidence there was a lot of finger pointing uh when the losses kind of reared their ugly head and i think uh with a special quarterback like joe burrow he was the, the rudder it kind of kept this team pointing in the right direction, always saying the positive things. And we just saw the team continuing to get better and continuing to develop. And then they started winning some big games against great opponents. And uh, it just seemed to crescendo to a much higher level each and every week. You know, Solomon, i got to ask you specifically about Joe Burrow because a lot of people are comparing him to a Joe Namath. Just kind of that 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 swagger, that confidence. Do, do you see that in in a way? And and is it too much at times, or do you think it's just right? Well, Jerry, right now I've been around Joe Namath. You go into the room with Joe Namath, and you say, <laughs> "I get it." <laughs> <laughs> the guy oozes charisma. 
and is 100% confident, never had any doubt. But you like Joe Namath. Yeah. Anybody's ever been around Joe Namath? You like him. Like, usually the cocky guy, well, nobody likes him. Even if he's the best <laughs> athlete, you're like, ah, you know, I'll play with him, but I don't like him. Right? But Joe Namath is the kind of guy, you love him. You could see, you could see why he won. You could see why he's a legend. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same way with Joe Burrow. You know, when he won the Heisman Trophy and he stood there um, and talked about his hometown and talked about how this represented many of the people where he came from, you could kind of see that he's that servant leader. He's a guy that really has never lost his sense of place. It's really not about him. And it's about how he wants to lift others around him. I, I think we all can get behind sure. that. I think that's what his teammates recognize in him. And I think the, the franchise is fortunate, right, to the year when you have a first overall pick that that player is standing there. Yeah. Because there has been many years you could have that first overall pick and you're looking for a Joe Burrow and you don't see him. <laughs> and you got to take someone else, yeah. right, yeah. and live with what you got. Um, the planets aligned and they end up getting the right guy. Solomon Wilcox joining us here on Radio Row in Los Angeles. An analyst now played for the Bengals. Ryan Eagle, for whatever reason, is a Tennessee Titans fan. And he'll get into it. It was an Oilers fan. They sacked Joe Burrow nine times. They did. I I, I look at this Rams defensive line, Mm -hmm. and you know they are preparing to feast on that Bengals. How, How does Cincinnati win this game? First of all, I'm sure Jeffrey Simmons is somewhere saying, how did they win that game? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he lived in the Bengals' backfield, did he not? He yeah. did. He was phenomenal. There's no way that guy, he should have made a Pro Bowl, should have been at least first, second team, all pro. He's a phenomenal player. And But, I listen, Aaron Donald is going to be even more formidable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you throw Leonard Floyd and Vaughn uh, Miller, who's already a um, Super Bowl MVP himself. Mm-hmm. And so we ask ourselves, how are they going to overcome it, how – how uh, the Bengals are going to be able to handle that. Here's what you have to understand. You can negate a great pass rush. Last I checked, the rules work against you. You can't hit the quarterback if he's not holding the ball, right? Mm -hmm. So if he gets rid of it, they can't hit him. Fair statement? It's factual, right? Quick passing game. You got to go up tempo. Go back to the 1985 Chicago Bears, one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen. Who beat them? It was a quarterback by the name of Dan Marino. Quick passing game. Receivers get open quick. Ball out quick. And yards after the catch. There's a way to negate great pass rush. Now you just have to go out and execute it down in and down out. Solomon, let me ask you this. When you played football, what what was the best thing about being a part of a team and, and, and you know, a squad and, and being there with your brothers? And What was the best part of all of that? Good question. Um, I can tell you right now, winning a football game is really hard in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you can play basketball. You can play baseball. They play series, right? Um, best three out of five, best four out of seven. Um, and those laws of averages, the better team is typically going to win. But on any given day, you don't have to be the better team. You just got to be the best, the best executing team on that one day. So David truly can beat Goliath if it's a one-shot deal. right? It's like the bully on the schoolyard. You better get your one shot in, then run. <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, it only, you only got to just do it that one day. And that's what I loved about 
playing football. That's what it was about when you go to work every day in practice. You're just trying to figure out a pathway to victory. And it's just like life. We just got, I just got to be good today. I just need to be successful today. That builds even more confidence in the next day. And then we call that momentum. Mm-hmm. And momentum is, is a wonderful thing. Sure is. Not just in sports, but in life as well. And so that, that it teaches you that. I mean, team sports, playing in the NFL, it teaches you how to win, win in life. And at the end of the day, uh, those principles, I think, still hold true. Outstanding. So, before we let you go, because we're up against the time wall, what are your thoughts on Lovey Smith getting the Houston Texans head coaching job? You know, we heard for weeks that it was going to go. Mm-hmm. To Josh McCown, right? Exactly. <laughs> and the uh, Houston Texans, are, it's just a strange outfit in terms of the way things sort of evolve there. A lot of Machiavellian characters working behind the scenes. And, you know, last year this time they were looking for a new head coach. They hired David Cully. We kind of thought, you know, waited with bated breath. How is this going to work out? Now we know. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't really run the team. There was other elements behind the scenes pulling some levers, and they paid him $20 million to go away. Yeah. Because he wanted yeah. he wanted control of the levers, right? Where, where do we find that job? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so now you have to wonder, with this hire with Lovey Smith, are they going to let him run it? Are they going to let him leverage his own talents and abilities? You know, opportunity is not just saying we're going to rubber stamp the hire. The real opportunity comes in allowing you to do the job, succeed or fail on your own merit. Yep. And what we have seen, right, from example with the Texans, that that's not what this head coaching job is about. It's about other people having some say-so. We saw it with Bill O'Brien. How do you trade DeAndre Hopkins for a fourth-round pick? <laughs> We're still trying sense. to figure yeah. that out. Yeah. And, and Bill O'Brien didn't want to do that. He was like, no, I need this guy to help me win games. Yep. But it was some other guy in the front office that we don't hide behind some curtain, right, pulling the levers. And so you just have to wonder if, if it's going to be lovey making the decisions for team building, who we're signing, who we're drafting, who do I play. Um, that's what really head coaches do. That's why they're called the head coach. <laughs> yep. Right? Exactly. But uh, that role seems to take on different connotations and, and different machinations with the Houston Texans. Yeah, that's a uh, organization that is a dumpster fire. That is the definition You said that I didn't, but I disagree. I'm not disagreeing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dr. Cole, you taking care of our friend DeMar DeRozan? We are. Fortunately, he's not, he's not needing my help these days, which is very, very good. That's a good and he's thing. He's an outstanding player. That's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, we miss him. He's a great guy. Dr. Cole, Brian Cole, orthopedic specialist, doctor for the Bulls and the White Sox. Solomon Wilcott's always good seeing you, my Thanks friend. Thanks for having us, guys. We really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank Our you. AA Best Bail Bonds Radio Row coverage continues from Los Angeles. Coming up here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. Live from Los Angeles, powered by AA Best Bail Bonds, Nearside App, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He's Joe Ryan Agler, AA Best Bail Bonds. Big game coverage brought to you in part by Nearside App. The glorious Rob Thompson is all refreshed. 
he has had a nap. I don't he, know about that. He is uh, refreshed. Uh, yeah, refreshed. Uh, dude, is a I, 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 dude, I can see it in your face. Dude, I feel better. It got I me do. compared to what you looked like when uh, we were getting up for breakfast and you were rolling into the house. Man, uh, I, I came to. I didn't wake up. <laughs> I, kinda, I came to and didn't know where I was. Wow. Really? Yeah. One of those. One of the, woke up and was like, there's blue sheets. I don't have blue sheets. <laughs> That's the first thing that crossed my mind was, we don't have blue sheets. So, uh, yeah, I came to after a couple hours. It wasn't nearly enough, but, man, I do feel 100% better. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I didn't have to buy a, a the meal that you guys had to buy. What do you mean? I got to eat at home. Uh-huh. It was. Uh, I had another egg sandwich from Spud Nuts. Oh, so nice. I hope you yeah. the fact that yeah. we had Spud Nuts we, we, we did not talk yeah. about it is our a, breakfast, a, but a, our a lunch today. Tradition. All you people, like like we get here, Rudy and Rob just showed back up, I, and and they're like, dude, you're you know, it's it's a mess. I'm trying to put videos. There's stuff everywhere. The glamour of working on Radio <laughs> Row is this sandwich, right? Pre-made grab and go sandwich. Twenty-five dollars here at the convention. Center. Well, it, with that, now, now tell it right a for sandwich? sandwich chips and a drink. Yeah, a water. Twenty-five bucks. A, a water, and which looks way, like a beer. Water, a water. A water looks. I thought I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah. A, like like Brian was like, what one do you want? I'm like, we can't drink yet. I, <laughs> you put water in an aluminum bottle in case you're going to be a, like a nuclear war, right? I so guess. this will be good for a hundred years. It might be. It might but be, but it, it keeps it cold. Oh, there you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, feel like well, legit. What is this? Aquafina. Of course, it's Aquafina. Yeah, the big it's game delicious. brought to you by Pepsi. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, have, have you guys found our like the media green room, break room? Yes, yeah, but there's there nothing empty. in there. Nothing there. There, there nothing was nothing there. there. Now there is, if you go upstairs to the media workroom where all the writers go. Uh-huh. There's vending machines up there, but if you just hit the button. Oh. It, it dispenses for free. So is that just the, the drinks, or is there food? There was just drinks earlier, but there oh, were we plenty of that empty that might. So wait a minute. When did you go up there? Yeah. There's always a workroom, because if you need to get printed out, some things like that. Dude, but, so it, we're supposed to be a team here, right? So uh-huh. you're going off to some place where you get free food, and you don't tell me about it? Well, my, I'm more What's curious about what were you doing that you didn't notice he was I, gone. I'm well, working well, over well, here. Well, you know? well, <laughs> please. Right? I, mean, I, mean, I mean, first off, Rudy, you grab some headsets, too, man. I mean, I mean you know, the, the moose ain't showing up for another 30 minutes. Uh, uh, I didn't go up there. That's well, when we were in line. Are we with stretching the, dude the limits that was, of StreamYard? Yeah, what, what, you guys got to get close, man. Rudy, oh. my hips. Oh, we're, no, we're good. We're good. Um, <laughs> um, the 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 uh, oh. the, uh, the uh, when we were standing in line, there was a guy who, on his credential, has a fork and knife. So we was trying to figure out where he got. Because apparently he prepaid for meals. Oh. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, we don't have a fork and knife. Yeah, we on don't ours. have a fork and knife on ours. <laughs> That's a fork and problem. Uh, I can tell you that. Um, but but he couldn't figure it out. And I don't know where you. But he was saying, well, upstairs. The vending machine, you just push the button, it dispenses free. Hopefully, that's yeah. not what well, that You means. can rest assured, if I'd have known there was a way <laughs> for us to prepay for meals, they'd have been prepaid. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah, know if he even had, had a completely different Did he work looking. for CBS Sports? He, he might have. He, but he had a completely, his, his credential, I think, was green. It looked completely uh, different. Well, now, CBS Sports, is they've got their, their own morning. room. Yeah, they yeah. big time this morning. Yeah, we're not talking they to them. Yeah, right? we're not talking to those We're guys. not talking to them. Well, we were talking to Romy earlier. We got beef. Me and Ryan, they got me and Mr. CBS right here yeah he was oh like, damn he's like romy what's up God. brother i mean you know hey, like you know cbs I, that's a lie that was cool no 
no, 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 no. It's okay. He's on his it's way okay. out the door at CBS. It doesn't matter anymore. We are indeed the net game on this one. We'll catch him in that net. How was Rome? He did big time, y'all? No, no. He was on, he's on the air. No, Rome's cool. Is he? I, 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 mean, I, I, I mean, Jim Rome in person. There, there was a time where... He was a he was he, larger than life. He was a rock star, he, he, right? Yeah, and, and and carried himself as such. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I I you know, he's cool now. He's now had he's some a, kids and yeah. all that he's, stuff. He's, you know, he's, he's more of a family he's, man. He's Getting a little older is really right? more of a so, suburb now, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly right. He's not the Jim Everett. Uh, you know, what do you uh, used to call Chrissy, Jim Everett? Yeah, Chrissy, Chrissy, yeah. You know, my, my brother and I back in the day, he was hosting. He came for a tour stop. Yeah. And uh, my brother and I opened it. We emceed this thing. And we didn't know what we were getting into. I knew Romy was big, but we didn't know this. And we had just won a title. I think it was 03, something like this. So they fill up the minor league baseball stadium in Austin. I don't remember which one it was, but there had to have been three, 4,000 people. Well, like more the Dell Diamond, right? Wow. No, it wasn't the Dell Diamond. Was it was it more Dish downtown. Falk? Oh, Dish Falk? I don't think it was Dish Falk. I think it was, I don't know. It was an older field, but I was shocked at the number of people that were there. I mean, thousands and thousands well, of people. And we brought him on like he was like a band, like a performer getting ready to go. So, yeah, he was kind of a big time dude. I mean, there was a time where he was probably on 300 stations yeah. across the country. Yeah, and, that's true. You know, Everybody wanted a vine, man. Yeah. yeah. Swinging to the Giants, right. I mean, how, how many stations? Do you figure he's on? Oh, still. I don't, I don't know if it's what it was. I still, he over, he's well yeah, but he gets that gig on uh, the pregame yeah. show, and he might oh, be yeah. the best part of that pregame show True. because True. otherwise it's not very good. That's the great thing about the road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about the road is you get to see these guys right. well, on the right. backside and also get to bring them on the air. You know, although Michael Jimenez has already had, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he had a bucket list of celebrities he wanted to meet, and there's one that's already going to put a restraining order out. Yeah. I heard he got the Well, lead. he has an early lead in the Emmett Smith tequila off. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's an early well, lead. First of all, I don't know her. We don't either. So we're going to have to she quantify. See, that's one of the things I talked about this morning is we need yeah. to quantify the level of stardom. Have you guys talked like, about this on air? A little well, bit this be, Because, honestly, we didn't hear your show this morning. Uh, don't uh, <laughs> we didn't hear our show this morning. <laughs> all right. So, so every yeah, year, and wouldn't it suck if you didn't actually show up with one know, this year? But every year on Radio Row, Emmett Smith brings a bottle of his Hiradora tequila. Mm-hmm. To his dearest friends. Yes. Yeah, not everybody gets yeah. that. But every year we've gotten that. I've gotten a bottle. Rob's gotten a bottle. Pledge. Last year, uh, Pat James got Pledger bottle. got the bottle. One year, Pat Green stole the bottle, although Pat denies it. <laughs> Pat, Pat denies it, but he, he said, he, and Pat, Pat tried to throw one of his guys under the bus. Yeah. He's like, I'm more of a vodka guy, yeah. but it wouldn't surprise me if, but if you go back and look at our photos. Yeah. Check the tape. The, the bottle is there. The bottle is there. Pat's there. Pat's in the picture with the bottles, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, Pat's in the pictures, but the bottle has disappeared, and and then all of a sudden, the bottle is gone. Yeah. So we, we figure Pat yeah. Green stole the bottle. Uh, so Pat has a bottle, and we'll, so, well, that's our story, it, and we're sticking yeah, to it. it. It's a better story now as it gets older. Pledge, <laughs> Pledge has the bottle, or has a bottle, although he claims he didn't get one last year, but I know he did because they sent it to the house, and True. he came over yes, and that's got right. it. Right? I remember this. Um, and so I, I figure it's between Ryan Nagel and Rudy and Jimenez. 
that should just get the model. Well, this wait year. a minute. Now, well, if I have to fanboy like Jimenez has you're been you're doing have all to day, I'm, I'm not doing that. You're going to okay? have to come off. I don't your need a bottle of tequila that that bad. And, well, run around with a regular phone. Dude, you should have seen him somebody. when Wilcots came over here. I thought he's going to kiss the guy. Oh my god, <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, and you could tell, you know, Jimenez has had a show for like three weeks in the world. <laughs> oh, hi, Solomon. You know, you were on my show recently, and Solomon's like, I was. I was. What? Did I bring anything? <laughs> you don't remember coming on with me? He did do oh, that. Really? Yeah. I did a oh, yeah. that day. Yeah. You were number 72. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, so I, if, if that's the contest rules, dude, oh, I'm out. Oh, you're, come on. You're going to, but the problem is something's going to, you're going to see somebody. Well, maybe, maybe Michael somebody. Irvin, okay? Mike, that, that oh. might be it. Well, I mean, the sad, that could be it. the sad part is, and, uh, uh, Lenora on our Facebook no, Live says she'd love to be a fly on the wall in the house. Yes, she would. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah. It's, it's, um, <laughs> there might be a couple of late-night gatherings. You might want to stay close to your, your Twitter feed. Last night might have been the best night if we would have just gone we straight live, like we yeah, do in, in we Oxnard. Should've, we should have did a Although, show. We might do something tonight. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I would, I would don't, say about 10 o'clock. Did, well, we your, might need more refreshments. Oh, well, we'll have to be refreshed. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> this is a so Jason gets well. We thought Joe and I a bottle of Knob Creek, and we woke up today, and it's gone. <laughs> and we're like, hey man, we did pretty good for five guys. And then Jason's like, I didn't have any. Uh, I didn't Rob's have any. like, I didn't have any. Then me and Mike and Joe are looking at each other like, oh, you, you three boys killed an entire bottle of Knob Creek, which by the way was bought at the grocery store. I yes, it. I mean we got our breakfast, we got bottles of water, we got beer, and we got whiskey. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine when HEB is able to do that? I mean, there are certain things that Texas just needs to come around to, and getting. Liquor at at H E B is one of them. It, it, I think it's the Thirteenth uh, Commandment: Whiskey cannot be stored more than <laughs> or less than a hundred yards from eggs. And oh, that I it? think it's something in the Bible. Well, um, I, I mean, I, the, and, evidently, and, 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 because and, and, that's the only and, reason and I, I can think of why. And, I, can't and, do and this. I will say this though: this is why you still want to go to Texas Cheer because. What we paid for that that whiskey last night? Yeah, that that was criminal. Yeah, that that was that 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 was criminal. Um, <laughs> we should have stocked up before we left. We well, should have got a bunch of bottles from Texas Cheer before we left, but my luggage would have been over fifty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I barely made it at forty-eight. Well, I mean, three more could, bottles. You I'd could be like Rob and pack a shoe bag. I, well, I bring yes. <laughs> Rob, that's so divish. Oh my god. Who packs a shoe bag? So I didn't tell you what happened to my morning. wife does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So does mine. Yeah. So I didn't tell you what happened to So does our work wife. So does our work wife. <laughs> she could eat space or anything like that. I didn't tell you what happened this morning getting y'all's breakfast. Uh oh. Uh, so we ordered a thousand biscuits. <laughs> we and, did. And we made their day. Jimenez, Jimenez takes the bags and goes to the car. Uh-huh. It's my turn to pay. First card, decline. <laughs> Second card, decline. Dude, Bank of America's like, uh, somebody's using your card in California. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you idiots, it's me. Unlock me. I'm screaming. <laughs> but the thing is, you've already used it. I've already used I used it last night, but here they, they locked me up. So this lady's looking at me like, dude, you took our food. You better come up with some. It's gone. You better come up with some money. I'm like, ma'am. And then the, there's a language barrier, and I'm like, I have it. I have money. Calm down. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I At least no you didn't idea. lose your wallet. <laughs> I knew it was taking a while. I got on the phone outside. I thought, man, they must only have one cook out there. 
<laughs> you talk about armpit sweating. I'm like, dude, I have money. I promise my wife gave me a little bit of money. A little bit. <laughs> she gave me a little bit of money. <laughs> I thought I was gonna have to call Robin there to we, save me. Because we're we're in South Central, man. I think you're we're in a, a, a we're in a zone that yeah, wait, that gets flat. I like love, thank you, Bank of America, but damn. I, I'm just glad. Speaking of where we live, because you know, we were saying earlier, we were at the house 10 minutes before we heard our first set of gunshots. Yeah. But, but you know, strangely, no sirens to follow. No. Like, just everyday action. It's, it's South Central. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like fireworks in San Antonio on New Year's Eve. I mean, right. it's it happens. Uh, but it's crazy the amount of cops. That, it's a heavy police presence. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, because I'm, I, I was like. Thought I was at Fiesta. Some of the stuff that, <laughs> some of the stuff that we see on the news. You're worried about what his police presence going to be like. How many of them are still working out here? You know, they also told us oh, they yeah. cleaned up a lot of the homeless, but we've got visual evidence that that ain't the case. That's not the case. Uh, That's but, sad but there is a, there yeah. is a lot of cops out here, which is yeah. which is nice. No, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. But it's also cool for me because it takes me back to all those movies I saw as a kid, like Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Like the way the yards are set uh-huh. up. Yeah, like on one of the sets. Yeah. yeah, Menace to Society. Like, it's a beautiful home, though. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm, home. I'm saying we're staying on one of the sets because I'm familiar with the streets. Yeah, when like, you yeah, hear them, you hear like, the, like, Pico and, fig, and Figueroa, fig, yeah. too. Yeah. I, I was on... Well, well, Adam twelve. And I was six. I was on that road. Well, and, and we're we're doing well, and then you see chips. You know, you're looking for Ponch and John riding down the highway. I mean, you know, for for some of us old enough, we. You know, know, wait chips. a minute, one Adam twelve. Because <laughs> yeah, right. holy cow! Yeah, the only time I, where's what, T.J. What Hooker? Is, exactly. No, that's I'm talking about in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, you're the only you're the Black only one you're, you're the only one that remembers that. Yeah, you know what? I, I make fun of Jimenez for not saying anything. You know, and I bring up. One out of twelve. <laughs> Look up Heather Lockler, dude. You, you went Google Heather Lockler to get that one. You'll understand. <laughs> Rampart, the Rampart Division. I yeah, that, I saw that. Thing. Yeah, and I was, that took me back. I was in the police car. I was like yeah. five years old. I get to be the young guy for once. Oh my! Oh. Yeah. I'm still here, bro. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Good times, though. All right. So, yeah. So, absolutely. So, what are we doing for dinner? I don't know. Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach. That's up to you. Because we've already gotten a couple suggestions, by the way, from from, uh, the listeners here. Yeah. What were the suggestions? Uh, Tony's and Redondo Beach and Rex's Steakhouse. What's Tony's? I think we've been to Tony's. I think Tony's sounds very familiar. And if it's the one I remember, Tony's Tony's is great. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the I think Tony's might be the place. Yeah. If it's the one where they have, what's that bowl of, like, boiled? Whatever it is. Chipini. I have no idea, but we were somewhere. And Rob ordered the drink of choice that came with a super glass. And it was like drinking gasoline. Oh, no, I've was... never seen Rob Thompson send a drink back before this. Time out. Time out, double dribble. We go last night to Wing Empire. The word is Wing Empire. Yeah. And Mr. Eclectic Rob goes and orders pulled pork fries and oh. then wonders why they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was bad. That was a poor decision. It, it yeah, sounded like a me. bad decision yeah. when you told it. I think Ava looked back and said, "You sure?" Dude, yeah, yeah. Which she <laughs> said that, and then she was funny when she turned around and said, "Got one." <laughs> Should have known. It looked like Alpo. It did on top of, on fries. Top of fries. fries. Well, well, yeah. well, that's it. I mean, they're like we feed With, your dogs. And you, you and open up a little of, thing and dump it on there. That's exactly what it looked like. They tried to hide it with some coleslaw. Yeah, they didn't even really want me to see it. 
this guy. That was, you better smudge that over. He'll that see that. That wasn't coleslaw. That was lettuce chopped up with oh. Miracle Whip. Oh, it was not good. Dude, it really was in the shape of a dog ball, yeah, wasn't it? When they yeah, put it on top it of it, it, it looked, did, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah it's, like, it's like I'm feeding the dog. There you go. I'm just happy she got her bonus. He took yeah. four yeah. bites and went to bed starving. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't starving? Are you kidding? That package of cookies this morning was gone. And there's only one guy that ate them all. Well, there's three dudes half a bottle of bourbon in might have a, a few. I, I'm going to guess. Half a bottle. I'm, wait a minute. <laughs> three quarters. Give us credit, baby. <laughs> yeah. It started going down smoother as each glass. Each, each glass, oh, right? Oh, yeah. All I know is it's going to look like a. it's built for college students, this house we're in. It's going to look like a dorm as we put all the empties up on oh, the no. table we're at gonna, the end of the week. We're going to stack them on our window. Take photos of build a pyramid. Yeah. Dude, put it like this. There's nothing in our fridge but Miller Lite tea and water. And we went to the grocery store. So we need to go, we need to go hang a Texas flag on one yeah. of the walls. Oh, yeah. We've got to put a Texas flag up Dude. someplace. Well, how else can we text for, in this for, place? For, for $80, you can go next door and get yourself a Super Bowl flag. Get us a, <laughs> yeah, 80 bucks. We could leave like an empty gun after we left. Just, just prove that Texas was in the building. You know, where I don't we're think staying, I don't know that that's, uh, yeah, that's, that, not, that's not Texas. That oh, wait, did you check your bedside drawer? I think we all got one. Yeah, it was right next to the Gideon Bible. A, a Glock. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. No, no, no. no. I just closed the shades. The so they we have, have to Kevlar guess towels. Oh, by the way, little I, I found the uh, thermostat. Oh, okay. did you? Thank God. Yes, thank God. It was a little chilly. Jason yeah, it was. Because of this was. Jason and Joe had on footsies, <laughs> full body pajamas because it was so cold. Dude, it was cold last night. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. Look, it's one thing, like. I'm always cold. Apparently, Reinigle is always cold. I didn't know that. I know. Thompson is always hot, and for that dude to be cold, you realize cold. the rest of us were worried about we're hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. That, it, I mean, I mean, I'm glad there's two beds in there because I took the blanket from the other bed. Seriously, and I never <laughs> sleep with a blanket. Seriously, I'm, de- I'm generally just a sheet guy. And I left but, my window open, dude. I had mine closed. Ooh. Oh, I closed my window. Wow. I, I I closed it for other reasons, not because of the weather. I'm going to know you guys way more than I want to oh, by yeah. the end of this trip. Oh, you will. You will. <laughs> See, one of the great glories of uh, Rudy was was a very kind and giving man. He, he, he took them downstairs. He did. <laughs> because one, when we were, we were in training camp. Where are you going? Oh. And it was early, and I had to go get Rudy. And... Um, I couldn't remember what room it was because it was dark and early, early in the morning. And I'm walking down this dark corridor in our crack house hotel in Oxnard, and I found his room from the snoring on the other side of the room. I just zeroed in like I was a search dog. Like one ear would turn like, oh, no, 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 no there he is. So, so, yeah. in, so Rudy our, took a room downstairs. Yes. Well, and it's the only room downstairs. Now, so we get to the house. We yes. go in. And, you know, it's just the four of us. Jimenez took a different flight, so he got in much later. So we're picking rooms, and Jimenez is going to get the crap room that nobody else wanted, right? But the so Rudy's like, I want the downstairs. Yeah. And and then we realize, okay, well, all the four of the rooms upstairs all have their pri- have a private bathroom in the room. The room downstairs has a bathroom across the hall, so it's not actually in the room. This guy. Which right? became the now well, so downstairs you, toilet. You, you got... You got Five dudes drinking at a kitchen table. Nobody wants to walk upstairs to go pee. And some guy was losing his mind that everybody was peeing in his bathroom. Because Jimenez got up, and I was like, he didn't go to the kitchen. 
I looked at y'all. I was like, is this bleepity bleep in my bathroom? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You turned diva real quick. Yes. I was like, bro, you better not deuce in my bathroom. <laughs> no deuces in the downstairs bathroom. She said, it's okay. We're going to be moving furniture if one of y'all drop a deuce in the downstairs bathroom. It's going to be some furniture moving. Uh-huh. I think that is a deal we can keep. <laughs> I think so. And no problem. Yeah, and I was like, man, is he, is he the wipe the toilet type? <laughs> At least put the lid up, I mean, right? The, the sad part is, now that we know that, everybody's goal is when you're not there. End of the week, you don't have any toilet paper left. Yeah, he'll see the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Somebody's not getting that deposit back. Uh-huh. We're we, we breaking the house apart if that happens. Uh-huh. The deposit ain't coming yeah. Oh, my God. It's gosh. only Monday. Yeah. It's only wow. Monday. It will be a price paid. Since you boys didn't get to uh, see it this morning. What happened? Because I know there was curiosity and conversation. Ryan Engel's hair looks just like that when he when wakes, he wakes up? up in the morning. Does it? No one covers the Bangers and Rams more than a little sports station down in San Antonio, Texas. Always have San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. All right, Pledge. Little mellow. I was ready for big voice guy to say other things. We're back. Little the, mellow. The internet gremlins as they work out the kinks here. And Man. we must be in a in a hub where our internet will drop and so does everybody else in the area. Yeah. Like every other station. We all drop and we all come back at the same time. It's a pain in the ass. Boss man, we are working on that. We have called. We got this guy over here going, and we got Daniela who we're able to call, and, and uh, we're, we're working on it. It is the Blitz. He's Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Minix. Our AA Best Bail Bonds big game coverage brought to you by Texas Cheer Liquor, Southern Recipe, Small Batch Pork Rinds, and Nearside App. Uh, Moose Johnston will join us for Mondays with the Moose in a couple of seconds. As soon as Pledge says he is ready to go, we'll visit with Daryl Johnston. Clint Sterner will join us at 6.30. We'll get the latest on the Houston Texans apparently going with Lovey Smith. Dennis Allen has been hired as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Yes, he has, and that, kind of expected, right? I mean, yeah. they did all their due diligence and then hire a guy that's already there, which is what the Texans did as well with Lovey Smith. So I just hope they give him an opportunity. I love when we had Solomon Wilcots on earlier talking about the the – Texans upper management just kind of being puppet masters, and that's the kind of coach they want, which is what Jerry Jones used to be accused of all the time. Well, and again, the the Texans with Jack Easterby and whatever the hell he does for that organization yeah, and why he has that job, Nick Casario uh, being on the headsets with, I, I mean. That's ridiculous. It, it, all of it is ridiculous. And then the head coach search. I mean, the Houston Texans are such a dumpster fire and have been. And I, I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, we, we were the Texans affiliate for a long time. And we were making a decision whether we were going to keep that relationship or not. And I remember in a meeting going, you know, with Deshaun and everything they have, it'd suck if we dropped them and they go win the Super Bowl. Right. And, you know, obviously 
Thank goodness. That they didn't listen to you. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> well, I still voted no. Uh, don't, don't keep them. But, I, I, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things, what they have turned into. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for Roger Goodell in the NFL. It is embarrassing, and it, but I'm glad that things have worked out because now the Dallas Cowboys, uh, their games are broadcast on ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM, so yes, that's sir. a good thing. Very good thing. So we are here, Radio Row, Los Angeles, California. We're in the Los Angeles Convention Center. We are getting ready and getting you ready for Super Bowl. What is it, 61? Or 56. Is it 56? Uh, do you not know your Roman numerals? I have no clue with that. I see an LV1. Uh-huh. So that's 56? That is 56. Are you sure? L is 50. Okay. V is 5. All right. I is 1. Okay. And, and the only reason why Super Bowl 50, they went with the number 50, because they didn't want a big L as the logo. <laughs> Good choice. And, and so I think about all the shirts that I have yeah. from all the different Super Bowls and, that I've been fortunate enough to go to you know the numericals and how they've all gone up there but my stuff from san francisco just says 50 and it was gold it was it was nice you understand it and you kind of go from there so it was it was pretty good stuff i'm kind of digging this uh, radio row thing like say the super bowls and i haven't covered a lot of them two to be exact uh with tv but you know, and we'd always come to radio row because that's where the guests are mm-hmm. but um this is my first time doing a broadcast from Radio Row and I tell you what this is uh, this is a lot of fun a lot of a uh, lot of buzz and people coming up and saying hello to you you obviously know a lot of these people from you know past Super Bowl so it's just uh, it's it's cool the years it's a convention for, yeah, for radio right, guys. You right, see right. them once or twice a year at various sporting events and the relationships that you build, radio guys from other uh, other cities, and then, of course, you've got all the people that are booking all the guests, and you've got relationships with all those guys, and then the horse trading that is going on with, can you get this here? And then, you know, it, it, and it's fun. And really one of the hardest parts about doing this is concentration. Right, the sensory right. overload as you see somebody walking by that either is a celebrity or you want to talk to that person and you know you're on the air or just the attraction of you know everything that is going on inside the convention center here in Los Angeles. Well, I just hope you're watching my back because the way we're sitting, I'm looking at a gray wall. <laughs> you're looking at the rest of the uh the convention center going on out here. So, you know, if if somebody goes nuts or something and and starts heading this way, you're going to give me a heads up, right? You know, this is the safest place in America. It really is. I mean, the security to get where we are. <laughs> is, they got kind of personal. It, it, it is. It is. Uh, it, it is. It is there. Well, well no, but, uh, I, dude, I can't sit with my back to a room. It drives me nuts, even knowing right. that people can walk behind me here. But you got the Sirius XM set up over your left shoulder. I do. I mean, you know, you got the Raptors, all the banners hanging around as we try to connect with Moose Johnston Pledger. Any any luck? You're getting his voicemail. He was texting earlier asking how L.A. was. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean. Keep I, trying. I, I can't tell if you're trying or not when, you know, you're just kind of, I don't know, leaning over looking like you're playing Candy Crush or something. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's written on there that you're at the friendly confines. I figured he was going to write not in L.A. Well, he's not, obviously, and friendly confines, I guess, means the safety of the studio. So, So that's good. Until Moose gets here, let's talk a little bit about that horrible football game yesterday, except 
the performance of Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. And even C.D. Lamb, as a matter of fact, played well. The Cowboys represented well, and Micah Parsons didn't get the memo that you're not supposed to hit and tackle. Right. Um, you know, he was like the little kid in the candy shop that was playing real football. I was watching. I'm a degenerate. I watched that entire damn game. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. On the airplane. And so I guess I didn't see the beginning of it, but as soon as you get on the plane on Southwest, hit the free TV and go, um, I was watching football. It was awful. That was one of the worst all-star game appearances. If I were at home, I would have turned it off. I could have watched other things, but, again, I'm I'm a degenerate. And part of me kept watching it. Because I wanted to see if it ever got better. Was it going in the second half when the money was on the line? Could it have gotten better? Or maybe I was just wanting to see the train wreck get worse. You know, because it, it was it was an awful display for the National Football League. That's a bit of an embarrassment. Shannon Sharp called it just that. An embarrassment. He called it an embarrassment. And, you know, it's something that they need to do something with. And, and you know, I'm, I'm quite frankly the same way with the NBA All-Star game. Mm-hmm. I know people like to see the wild dunks and all that stuff. And I just say it bores me because it means nothing. Absolutely nothing. And, but, you know, baseball has tried to do something with it, right? At least you get the home field advantage, which I don't particularly like. So I, I don't know what the answer is, Jason, but I, I just I just think it's a waste of time. And I know those guys like to go and the skills and they have fun, especially young guys like, like Diggs and Parsons. They like going. C.D. Lamb, too. And um, and I get all that with DeJounte Murray making the all-star team now as a, as a, a replacement for Draymond Green. That's good, and I'm happy for him, but it's just – those things, to me, have just kind of lost their luster a little bit. Well, and, and you look at, like, the skills competition was fun. You know, watching Diggs do what he did and, you know, some of the catches that you were seeing, the the entertainment value for what it is and what they're able to do. The game itself, though. Now, seeing uh, Trayvon Diggs uh, play offense and his brother try to play defense and cover him, that was entertaining. Right, right, right. And you can only do that in an all-star type sure. game setting. I, they would never do that if, say, the Cowboys were playing the Bills. That no, that would never happen. Not. But just make – if they're not going to hit and tackle, which they're not going to do – Make it a seven-on-seven game. Yeah. I would imagine that a guy that played in three Super Bowls was probably watching that yesterday, and I won't put words in his mouth. I'll ask him. Daryl Johnston, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys. Mondays with the Moose as he joins us now as we're live in L.A. Uh, he is not in L.A., but always great to catch up with you, Moose. <laughs> what, 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 what was that yesterday for the Pro Bowl? That's the the, the million-dollar question today. Um, and, no, I did not see it. I saw bits and pieces of it. But, um, you know, I have, I have heard the reaction from everybody, uh, and it's, it's kind of the same thing that you guys have. And, and I think it's something they've been trying to figure out for a while, um, you know, when it comes to the Pro Bowl. Of, it's not baseball. It's not basketball. Um, you know, it is still a physical game. Um, it's, a, it's a game of collision. So how do you do that in that setting? Um, and maintain the integrity of the product. So we had actually talked to them years ago about doing something similar to, uh, you know, that the old ABC All-Star um, Superstars competitions and do, like you guys said, you know, may, maybe some, some seven-on-seven, um, but, you know, have the offensive and defensive line, do some bench press competitions, do some drills mm-hmm. that you would do with the combine, um, you know, and then have them step out of their comfort zone, you know, tug-of-war, uh, golf shots, you know, just different things. Just make it a little bit fun because 
the one thing you have to watch out is the integrity of the game. And I think that that's, uh, it's been a concern for the NFL for the last few years. Yeah, and I think people would watch that, Daryl, if, if you've got these guys doing things that they don't normally do. But when you tune in to watch a football game, you want to watch a football game, not flag football or touch. I agree. I agree. And, and it, you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, what the rating on it is. And um, I just, I don't know if there's an easy fix. I think you really do have to kind of, you know, just shift your your direction on, on how you want to portray that game or, or that setting. So, you know, one of the great things that, that we, we did when, when I went over and when it was still in Hawaii was they had, you know, kind of like a, you know, a beach games. Um, and we went down and did things down there. Um, you know, they had an outrigger canoe race and we had relay races and, you know, different stuff like that. But then, you know, one of the guys got hurt running back from New England. Um, yep. Can't remember his name, but he was, I think he was the offensive rookie of the year and, and tore up his knee and, and never really made it all the way back. So there is that that hesitancy once you kind of step outside uh, of, of the game of football and try to do something different that you could have an incident like that happen. So, um, you know, how do you do that? But, you know, try to keep the players as safe as you possibly can. So, um, but... Yeah, I just I think everybody wants to compete. I think you just put them in different environments, and you can still see the the competitive spirit that everybody has, and you know the camaraderie of the team. So I think there's a way to do it uh, that would be better and more enjoyable, and maybe even more interactive with the fans who are there. Well, and I don't know a seven on seven where you have to have an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. Lineman can go do different things, make it entertaining. Because you know the sad part is, and I know it's really all about the TV audience. But that stadium was full. It looked good. You know, you remember Daryl back in the day when, you know, guys would uh, come and play a preseason game against the Oilers in the Alamo Dome, and we'd have that place packed only to see Troy and Emmett, you know, sit, sitting on the on the bench and not playing, and everybody would get upset because they came to see those guys play. I get the feeling it was similar to that last night. I'm in Vegas. There's a lot of other things I could be doing. Right. But if I took the time to go to that football game, I'd have been mad. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's that's what the challenge for the NFL is: is how do we how do we reward the guys for the achievement of being selected to the Pro Bowl, um, and still make it entertaining for the fan on site, um, something interesting for the viewer to watch. And I, I just don't think there's any real easy answer. Um, you know, the other sports where they're able to do it, they're just they're different at the core of, of what they're about. Uh, when you talk about a game of collisions. Um, you know, it, it's really, really hard to do that. And, and even when we played, you know, there was, you know, the first three quarters were competitive and, and you know, it, it was still football. Uh, but, but when that fourth quarter came around and the money was on the line, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, got really, it yeah. got really serious. Yeah, really quickly. Dale, I want to ask you the news of the day today. The Texans are apparently going to go with Lovey Smith as their new head coach. And, you know, Jason and I have been talking about this all day, that it really just seems strange that, you know, Lovey really wasn't mentioned. You know, there were a lot of other guys that were interviewed and mentioned, and then all of a sudden here's Lovey Smith that comes out and, and apparently is the guy. What, what are your thoughts on that hire today? Uh, I'm happy for Lovey Smith for the hire and the opportunity, but I'm still disappointed in the organization for firing David Culley. Uh, I think it just goes to show that it was a knee-jerk reaction fire. They had no plan in place. Um, you're hiring from within anyway, so that shows that you have confidence that what was transpiring at the end of the season, you felt the organization and the team were headed in the right direction under the leadership of David Culley. 
So I, I, I thought it was a terrible decision then. I think it, there's, there's affirmation that the organization, uh, you know, realizes they made a mistake. Uh, because they didn't bring anybody in from the outside to change things. I mean, you had the, the, the guy in place. You were playing well down the stretch. You know, Davis Mills may, may have been that guy that you thought he was. He de- de- developed a rapport with your offensive coordinator during the course of the season. And, you know, th- there was an opportunity to take a next step in an off season and through uh, a preseason. So I, I, I thought it was a very, very bad decision by the organization at the time. I, I think that this adds validity to that that impression. Uh, but I am happy for Lovey Smith. So it, it's kind of hard for me. You know, I'm excited for Lovey and his opportunity. But David Culley, we had him twice, and 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 he was he was a he was a a great gentleman. Um, you know, he was great with his responses. Uh, he's passionate about the game. Um, he's he's paid his dues. He's waited his time. He got his shot, and he did a good job with it. He had that team headed in the right direction, and they paid, they made a poor decision, and, and they removed him. Uh, and and now you know. I, I think the actions today just show that they liked what was going on within their team, and that's why they didn't make a wholesale change, and they elevated Lovey. The Moose, Daryl Johnston, joining us here on the Blitz, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Cowboys, now an analyst with Fox. I'm happy for Lovey, like you said. He, he's getting a chance to be a head coach again. But the situation, do you, do you send him a congratulatory and condolence card all, all in one? I mean, even the reports are it's for next year. I don't know how many years he is going to get on his contract, but it makes it sound like he's going to be the coach next year. And I know NFL jobs, you don't turn them down if you get a chance, but it, it, by all accounts, they were ready to hire McCown, and the backlash that would have come from there, they said, okay, that's not going to happen. Lovey, you get the job. I mean, part of me, like you, I'm excited for him from that perspective. But at the same time, are they going to let him actually be the head coach, or is he just going to have that title? And because it feels like with David Coley, the, the, he wasn't really the head coach; he just had the title. Well, I think he has to feel like he's in the exact same position that David was in last year. There was a lot of people that felt that may have been a one-year deal. Um, and a space holder type situation. So I, I would not have any job security whatsoever if I was Lovey Smith. I, I would I would feel like you know my job's in jeopardy from from the morning I'm hired. And you know that it, it, it is hard to say no to an opportunity like that. Um, but there there are stories of coaches who have passed on jobs because they felt it wasn't a great fit, um, and then later on got that opportunity uh, to go to a franchise that they spent decades at uh, and, and, and years at and, and took teams to, to, to a Super Bowl. Um, and it was the right fit. So I, I know it's hard, um, but sometimes it's the best decision. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. You know, I hope that, that Lovey does get more than, than a one-year opportunity. And if, and if the Texans do it again, if, if, they, if they fire their coach uh, again, after one year, it just shows how dysfunctional that, that organization is, and it's going to be hard for them to hire anybody moving forward. And that's what you have to be careful of, because there's been organizations in the NFL, um, you know, and, and they've gone through their cycles where you weren't going to attract a really good head coaching candidate because everybody knew how toxic the, vi- the environment was inside the organization. Daryl, I, I, we're talking about everything else, and I look up here on the wall and I see Super Bowl. We have a Super Bowl coming up this Sunday here in Los Angeles uh, between, you know, the Rams and the Bengals, and yeah, nobody seems to be talking about it. There just seems to be other things going on. But uh, is this a game you're getting excited for? I am. I am. You know, I think it's, I think it's always exciting, you know, to see 
you know, one of the new young up and coming players in the league that that's really kind of, you know, grabbed everybody's attention uh, like Joe Burrow has and, and see if he can pull this off, um, you know, to win a Super Bowl and it's, his second season, but, you know, it didn't even get to finish his, his whole rookie campaign. So, um, you know, I think that that's, that's going to be a great story, um, you know, for, for us here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you know, to have Matthew Stafford finally have an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl uh, and have an opportunity to win his first year, you know, with the Rams. And I think that, you know, that's really kind of the, the side story, right? I mean, the Rams have been committed to, to playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium and winning since the beginning of the year, since they made the trade for Matthew Stafford, you know, last January. Uh, th- this is what the arrow has been pointing towards. Uh, the move to get Odell Beckham Jr., the move to get Vaughn Miller. Uh, you know, they, they have been leveraging for this opportunity all season long, and they've pushed all their chips to the table, and does it pay off? And then what, what is the, the effect after that? You know, how does that whole team unwind? Uh, because there's, there's no way from a salary cap standpoint that they're going to be yeah. able to, to keep everything intact like Tampa Bay did. And, and I think the big matchup for everybody to watch, um, and, and I'll give them credit, Cincinnati did a nice job against Kansas City after Tennessee had nine sacks on them in the divisional round. Uh, I, I thought they did a good job against a good Kansas City front and, and held them to just one sack. But, you know, this is a tough one. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, um, you know, you, Greg Gaines is a very, very underrated player on the inside. Uh, you know, this is a really good defensive front. They can get pressure with just four. Um, and, and for me, the, 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 the game will be won, you know, down inside. Um, and really the real big matchup is the Bengals offensive line versus uh, the front of the uh, L.A. Rams. Definitely true. The Moose, Daryl Johnston, Mondays with the Moose here on the Blitz as we wrap up. I know we, we, we said we're going to do this all through football season. And the sad part is, you know, the NFL season ends on Sunday. So a lot of us are going to need to get our football fixed, and you've got the remedy for that. Tell us when are we going to start seeing USFL football, Daryl, because I, I can already start to see myself jonesing to watch some football. <laughs> will be the, the the weekend after the Masters. So uh, you know the first game, uh, I, I, April sixteenth. Um, I think Saturday prime time, um, and then we've got a triple header on Sunday to follow that up. So uh, yeah, if you really need a fix, you know, just come down to Birmingham, Alabama, and, and take in four games during the course of the weekend. So you know, one of the things that uh, that the USFL is doing is is making it very affordable and very family friendly. So. You know, kids under 15 are going to be admitted free. Uh, you know, if, if you come in and it's a doubleheader, you just stay for both games. Um, you know, it, it's 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 not about you know making money at the box office. It's it's about getting people to come out and, and enjoy the game of football and, and have a great afternoon. Uh, you know, in the city of, city of Birmingham. So, so, uh, so yeah, all we'll all the out. games are being all the games are going to be at Legion Field. No, we're actually going to be, oh. the majority of the games are going to be a protective, the new arena for okay. the uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, oh, nice. we, will have, we will have some games uh, at, at Legion Field as the World Games start to come into the Birmingham area, and then we'll slide over to Legion Field, uh, you know, towards the end of our season and, and, and play in, uh, in that iconic stadium. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be, if, you, <laughs> if, you're, if you're missing football and you need a fix, just come down to Birmingham because we'll give you a whole weekend full of <laughs> and, and I and I will say, and I I'd never been to Birmingham until the Commanders went there to play the Birmingham Iron in a weird day with tornadoes all around and it was cold weather. But we found an incredible steakhouse and a handful of great bars. I mean, that city very underrated. That was a fun trip. Now, why am I not surprised, Jason, that you found not only a good meal but a good bar? 
<laughs> you know me well, man. Yeah, you know me. I blame Vic. I mean, Vic was the tour guide. <laughs> now I will. Uh, if you if you come this way, you let me know because I've already been scouting and I've got uh, I've got several recommendations. Um, Good and, and stuff. Hopefully, I will have the time to go get, to go try them out before you get here and be able to give you a firsthand experience. I think we need to book it right now. Well, I think we do, because if you think I know good bars, let Moose pick a bar. He never picked a bad one when we were traveling. Daryl, always ap- I, I always appreciate your time this year. Well, as, as we get closer, I know we'll have you back on to talk about it. Uh, I, I'm excited for you and this new adventure yep. with, uh, with with the new league. And, and eventually one of these spring leagues is going to take off. It, it just just get through that first year. That That's what we need to, need to have happen here. And I think with the TV partnership you guys have that you're a part of, you're in good um, standing to make that happen. I agree. I agree. We've got we've got good partners. We've got we've got really good distribution. You know, to be able to broadcast the game, and um, you know, we've got good we've got good people around us in key positions that are good teammates, which is very important for me. Um, and and everybody's doing yeoman's work, you know, to to pull this off on a tight schedule and and make sure we've got a great product out there for Fox and NBC and all their all their distribution platforms to put forth. Awesome, Daryl. Always appreciate it. We'll catch up soon. Okay, take care, guys. Have a great week. Appreciate it. See you, Daryl. The Moose, Daryl Johnston, Mondays with the Moose, as we're live here in Los Angeles for our AA Best Bail Bonds Radio Row coverage. Pledge, I'm sorry, man, we are way late, but that was good stuff yes, with sir. Daryl Johnston. Always. Hey, guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Live in Los Angeles. Here on the Blitz, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix on AA Best Fail Bonds. Uh, big game coverage here on Radio Road, brought to you in part by Texas Cheer Liquor. You know, we think about the game coming up Sunday. Everybody's going to talk about all week about the game. Can you predict the final score? If you can, you can win $50,000 as part of our uh, uh, Big Game Perfect Score Contest brought to you by Deets Tractor. All you got to do is go to sasportstar.com and uh, pick the score, and you could win yourself $50,000. Dude, that's incredible, and some people will do that. Some will. Some will. Although it's hard to predict 27-24. Wow. I wouldn't go there. Is that what you thought? No, it's going to be something stupid like (laughs) 33-25. I mean, you know, and if you if you're competing for fifty grand, don't you got to go with something oddball? You need to, right? You can't you can't go traditional. You're right. I mean, the one thing that I think you could count on is the Bengals won't miss an extra point, which no. makes me wonder: in the biggest moment, will the cocky kicker wet his pants? Whoa. Maybe that should be a prop bet. I'm sure it is somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, right? <laughs> hey, I've got a guaranteed prop. Yeah? I guaranteed prop bet for you when we come back, okay? All right. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. Live from Los Angeles, powered by AA Best Bail Bonds, Nearside App, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. So apparently we got to come back to work. You know, Pledge, I look up on the screen, and he's, like, landing the plane. <laughs> Here, trombone shorty. Wow. It is the Blitz. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix on ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. 
Our AA Best Bail Bonds Big Game coverage brought to you by Texas Cheer Liquor, Nearside App, Southern Recipe, Small Batch Pork Rinds. Clint Sterner will join us in about 30 minutes. Get his thoughts on Lovey Smith being named the head coach of the Houston Texans. And I'm not sure if the t- uh, uh, pledge, you paying attention? He have, is. Have the Texans actually made it official? It is official, yes. Is that, oh, no, no. I mean, I know they tweeted out a photo, a silhouette photo with no words. Have they? But I have not received a press release saying that they've officially named him. It is official. Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith. Now, is it Adam Schefter official or is it no. Texans it, PR Senate? It is Houston Texans Twitter account official. Okay, because all I'm seeing from there, uh, it was 12 minutes ago, it's a, it's a picture of Lovey. Right. Well, oh, oh, there it is. One minute ago, we have hired Lovey Smith as head coach. There's the details. All right. I thought they were playing some stupid mind games. <laughs> what are they going to do? You know, Lovey Smith's silhouette looks a lot like Josh McCown's silhouette, so we just don't know. Who is it going to be? I'm, I'm, I'm quickly going through this. Does it say how many years he was given on his contract? Does it matter? I, well, I just want to know. You I mean, know, David they, Culley was given, what, three? When they fire him to go away, I just want to know, was it a, is it a one-year deal? Like it was, it was a, huh? It's five? No, Culley had five. Culley oh, yeah, had yeah. five, okay. That's why he got 20 million bucks to go away. $20 million to walk away. I mean, in the real world, you don't get jobs like that. You know, me. I mean, that's amazing. And for $20 million, you want me to be a puppet? I'll be a puppet. <laughs> you want me to sit on the podium and sound stupid? I do that every day for a lot less money. I mean, you know, I, I mean, because David Coley uh, was in a no-win situation. We kind of thought that when he was hired. And his, him getting hired a year ago is almost as surprising as Lovey. Now, although with Lovey, you could see him being in that mix, right? Sure. Um, but... It's not like it felt like he was in the running. It, it, it was, you know, we heard all the different people they were interviewing. We thought we knew who their finalists were. None of them were named Lovey. None of them were named Smith. I, I mean, it was just all of a sudden, you know, all right, we're out. Uh, Lovey. I, I mean, I feel like they saw him in the break room. Hey, what are you doing? Well, I don't know. I'm waiting to figure out if I got a job or not. <laughs> well, you want to be the head coach? Sure, man. Here's the keys. Well, here's where I go with all of that. John McClain with the Houston Chronicle, not once in all of our time to talk with him, mentioned anything at all about Lovey Smith. Nor did Clint Sterner, who we're going to hear from in about 30 minutes or so. Nobody ever mentioned Lovey Smith's name. Now, the Texans claim that, yeah, he at the very beginning he was a part of the process and we interviewed him, but come on. I, I don't think anybody buys that. Lovey no. Smith came out of the clear blue sky, fell down, and I think, I really believe, and I hate to say this, but I think a lot of this was politics. They wanted Josh McCown. It would have been a bad look. There's Lovey Smith. It's a safe choice, and I hope he goes in there and just kicks ass. I hope he does, too. I mean, but it's still the Texans. It's still Nick Casario. It's still Jack Easterby. I don't even know Jack Easterby, but I hate that SOB. I, I mean, there's just <laughs> nothing good about him. And I wouldn't recognize Jack Easterby if he walked into the room right now here on Radio Row. 
Uh, they have fumbled this so much. Pep Hamilton is getting promoted yep. to offensive coordinator. Frank Ross is uh, being retained as the special teams coordinator. Speaking of special teams coaches, Rich Basaccia, who I thought was going to end up with the Raiders job, yep. he didn't get it. But he is going to be the new special teams coach for the Green Bay Packers. Because they fired their guy after their special teams cost them a playoff win against the San Francisco 40-winers. The only surprise about them firing him is it took them a week or so to fire him. Mm-hmm. They should have fired him right there and made him walk home. Although I guess he probably lived in Green Bay and wouldn't have to walk far. But Still, in none degree weather, cold. that'd be a bad that, walk. That'd be ba- yeah, yeah, that'd be bad. And, and no Ubers come pick you up. You have to walk. Um, I don't know, man. This Texans thing is just baffling because I know there are some Texans fans, at least two or three, because those same three call me every Sunday when we don't have the Texans on Ken's five. So, so let's see. It's James Pledger. It's Michael McLeod. And the third one will be I don't know the name uh, name yeah, <laughs> we'll talk some we'll talk some Texans coming up with uh, Clint Sterner. He'll join us at six thirty. We're in LA on Radio Row, but we still gotta put pledge to work and give away some prizes. We got a pair of tickets. Technically they're fandango coats to go see Death on the Nile. It's in theaters on Friday, February eleventh. If you want to win your tickets, just be caller number nine right now. Two one oh six five six ESPN six five Six three seven seven six or uh, yeah, that's it. Call caller nine <laughs> on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines. You like the number nine, don't you? I, I yes. So I guess that there's some there's some radio formula. You're not just like a I don't know a, a Matt Stafford fan or a Joe Burrow fan or a Tony Romo fan. There's there's a method to your madness. All right, pledge. Do we have caller nine yet? I I I can't. I I we don't. You haven't even answered a call yet, have you? No, you're just gonna let him ring, and let him you're, ring. Well, you're aware we're on a delay, so it's ten seconds after you actually say something before I actually get a response. Let, let me hear those phones ring, man. Let let, let me hear them. Let me. Is that you? If, if that's you, it, it, there they yeah, are. Yeah, if you hear it ringing on the other end and you're not getting a busy signal, you're not gonna win. Right? <laughs> if, you, if you hear it ringing right now, you lose. Because we're, we're, we're not there to call her nine. You know, you got to cycle through a, a couple of times. That That's part of it. Um, DeJounte Murray is going to the All-Star game. Yes, he is. He was selected as an injury replacement. Trade deadline is coming up on Thursday. Yes. And because we're in L.A., I don't want you to think that we're not aware I don't want you to think that we don't care. I don't, you know, but there's a lot of other things going on. And, and I'm happy that, that DeJounte is getting the opportunity to go. Yes, I am too. I'm curious to see what the Spurs do at the deadline. Really, I just want to know where is Thad going to go play? And what do we get in return for Thaddeus Young? I do see some of the other rumors out there. And maybe, Joe, I'm just so numb to the fact that when I hear rumors involving the Spurs, I immediately discount them because it's rumors involving the Spurs. I'm afraid, going back to Thaddeus Young, that the Spurs aren't going to get anything for him. That it's going to be one of these deals that Pop's going to have to say, well, we're just going to let you go and somebody else can pick you up. Because from everything I'm hearing, there has not been a lot of activity or a lot of interest in Thad Young. Now look, he's making a lot of money and that could be part of it. Um, but and it's really a shame because I like the guy and he really has not been given a shot in San Antonio. 
to do anything. And fans have been screaming for it. They want him to play, but he has just not been given that shot. Now with Zach Collins coming back, Jakob Pertle in the mix, uh, you know, it, it's gonna it's difficult for Thaddeus Young to get any playing time. So, but I'm not I'm not certain the Spurs will get anything for him, Jason. Well, I, I mean, they'll probably get more for Thad Young than the Texans got for DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> uh, which isn't saying much. It could be a bag of chips. Well, because there's only two rounds, yeah, right in the <laughs> NBA. Uh, as, as opposed to several more in the NFL. So that's probably a, a good reason why. There's some interesting baseball news today. And I'm a little bit, i got to tell you, I'm a little bit hot under the collar about this. You think Barry Bonds is hot under the collar Roger with this? Clemens. Roger Clemens. They're no longer going to test for steroids. At the end of this year. At the end of this year. Yeah. Which, apparently, when they put that agreement in, it had lease terms on it. It was a 20-year deal. And they've never renewed it, and now they're not going to renew it. So what does that mean? Every baseball player can start to bulk up because now they're not testing for it? it, Allegedly, okay? Major League Baseball has not come out and done anything yet or said anything official, right? So it's just sources that that people are using. But, um, you know, a lot of people aren't happy about it because unless everybody is going to do it, you're just going to have you know pockets of people doing it right and then they've got an unfair advantage over everybody else so i mean how do you how do you you know make that make sense to anybody and let me tell you something baseball is trying its best to jump off a bridge yes i mean they really are they are trying their very best to just end it all and and it's really upsetting and disappointing and the problem is jason i'm not sure how many people care well, I think there's people. <sighs> I mean, I do. I love baseball. But I'm not sure how many others do. It is It is slowly eroding away. And I and I hate to say that. And quite frankly, if it wasn't for steroids in a roundabout way, McGuire and Sosa saved baseball at Absolutely. the time it needed saving. Absolutely. And some of the things that Barry Bonds was doing. I mean, what Roger Clemens was doing. When you think about some of the greats of the game, and that's what pisses me off about those guys not getting into the Hall of Fame yeah. just a couple of weeks ago, is you cannot tell the story of Major League Baseball without them. No. And whether they were guilty or not, it was a part of the story. Uh, of baseball you can't hide some of those facts and every baseball fan of a certain age understands and if they don't you're going to the museum you you read about the story you know if if you're not old enough or your kid isn't old enough to remember just how damn dominant roger clemens was or the kurt schilling bloody sock game right right or barry bonds you know, going from a little skinny kid to you know a triple a, a, a X neck and head, um, that, you know, but that that is a part of the story. It is, and as much as talking with a lot of baseball players throughout the years, that none actually ever admitted using right, um, but it was you use the juice to try to get better to get there, and then if you're an older player. You're using the juice to try to 
you know, stave off injury, recover faster, and all they keep your job because there was somebody trying to take your job. So it became this hamster wheel cycle. But I had one player who will remain nameless say, you know, I never juiced, but in talking to the guys that have, they might get 15, 20 feet on a, on a ball that they've hit, right? Which could be the difference between morning track and a home run. I get that, right? But the skill of swinging the bat and your hand-eye coordination still had to be there. Recognizing the pitch coming out of the pitcher's hand had to be there. You still had to put ball or bat on ball, and it, you, you might have got more. But baseball, Major League Baseball manipulates the bats. They manipulate the balls for distance. So was it the changing of the baseball coupled with the steroids? Did the steroids really, you know, scientifically, how much did that really help when we see that baseball is, Major League Baseball has manipulated the ball through the years to try to generate more offense? They have, but here's the problem. If steroids didn't work, guys wouldn't use it because it doesn't do good things to your body. True. Okay, so I I have to believe that, yes, they were being told and they were seeing results from using steroids. So, I mean, I don't think you can you can hide that. That has to be there. Sure. Uh, I do, you know, they were talking about baseballs being juiced, as you said, and, and that was all it. So baseball is looking for something to, to, to catch it uh, a buzz, right? They need a buzz. They need to get people back in and, and watching this stuff. I don't know what the answer is, but completely just disregarding um, you know, steroid use and not testing for it anymore. I mean, wh- what is that going to do to the game? I mean, that's that's just. I mean, it's just going to be willy nilly out there unless unless maybe you need to mandate that everybody's got to use it. I mean, so it, it so it you know levels the playing field. I you know I don't know what the answer is, but completely just letting this go and then having Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and how many others that are now just ostracized and off to the side. Uh, it's not fair, and it's not right. Well, it, it is. And then again, I mean, they recovered from injury faster. They did a lot of things. But now that's going away, and it, and it seems odd. Um, so, I mean, you, you, you just look at it, and, you know, in baseball, they still have figured out, so spring training starts on time. Dude, I mean, that's they, not happening. Well, it still might. It's not happening. It's not happening. It, it still might. They can't agree to this. And, 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 and as bad as, as I hate to say this, Baseball season is going to be – it's not going to start on time. No telling when it's going to start, and nobody's going to care once it does. That's the problem. I mean, when you don't – when football's over, you got basketball ending, and then you want to look forward to something. you got Major League Baseball, and, well, we've got a labor dispute. We're not playing. Well, it's like, well, then screw you. A labor dispute is the worst thing that can happen – for baseball. That's exactly and, right. And I'll tell you what, I'm a hockey guy. I know you're not. No. But hockey and Gary Bettman, who might be the worst commissioner in all of pro sports, finally did something smart and he got a TV deal with ESPN again. Because years ago, when they were on ESPN, the NHL was, and there was NHL Tonight and some of those kind of shows, you, you had... You were seeing growth in hockey, and you saw a lot of teams moving to southern states, and they were growing. And then Gary Bettman, the idiot that he is, decided they, they could get more money from, like, MSNBC. <laughs> and, and and it damn near killed the sport. And, and then they had a labor issue. 
they're back on ESPN. By all accounts from stuff that I have read, the numbers are good, um, you know, compared to what they were having on the other networks. And if baseball goes away, all of a sudden, you know, ESPN is looking for what can they do on Sunday nights. And hockey's going to be there to fill up some of those nights. And they're going to start growing again. Soccer is already getting, and that's a sport that I'm not totally down well, with. Well, it's not a good TV sport, though. It's not, and neither is hockey. But and baseball is perfect for radio. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. And for in-person viewing. Yes, and so when you when you look at it, though, there are a couple other sports that are starting to get uh, the feeling like they're pulling away from baseball in cities that don't have major league teams. Because I do think if you're in a major league city, it's still going to be a driver in in those particular cities because baseball has become so regionalized. Well, and it's it's a great game to go to the stadium and watch. Yeah. All right. But on TV, a lot of people just they don't like it. It's too boring, especially younger people. I've heard that a lot. Well, I, I hate watching baseball on TV because it's so boring and there's not enough action and all of this. I tell you, who's going to benefit if baseball goes away? And I'll tell you right now, we just had Daryl Johnston on mm-hmm. the USFL spring football because right now the NFL is absolute king. I mean, it's king. It's not even close. There's no comparison to the NFL or any other pro sport. And now, with what college football is doing and trying to become the NFL light, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But football is king. Football is certainly king. And when you get an opportunity to be the head coach at an NFL level, you take it. We'll talk about the hiring of Lovey Smith coming up in about 10 minutes with Clint Sterner from Sports Radio 610. Reading at cron.com, John McClain's column about the hiring of Lovey Smith. The general, John McClain, writes, The Flores lawsuit, the Brian Flores lawsuit, caused teams needing head coaches to step back and reevaluate. The Texans knew they were going to get ridiculed for hiring McCown with no college or NFL coaching experience. Hiring him at the expense of a more experienced minority became a deal-breaker, so they reached out to Smith. Reports that McCown turned down the job aren't true. Well, hey, John McClain would know. Yes. He is as plugged in as anybody when it comes to the Houston Texans or anything sports in the city of Houston. So I absolutely believe that. And we talked about it, Jason, earlier in the show, how this thing became political. And Lovey Smith's name came out of the clear blue sky, and all of a sudden he was there and he was the guy. And the Texans are going to want you to believe that they were playing a shell game, that if they would have come out after they fired David Coley... And McLean also writes, there's no way Lovey Smith is one and done. Nick Casario can't have two coaches get fired after one year. And, we talked about that, too. And, and Cal McNair isn't going to want to pay two coaches not to work, right? But the idea of Lovey Smith as the head coach of the Houston Texans, I kind of believe that they would have turned to Brian Flores, but that guy is suing the league, so he's not going to get the job. They still wanted McCown. They wanted McCown. But they couldn't deal with the backlash. But what they've done, and it's, they tripped into it brilliantly, I think. If they would have said they fired Coley and they're hiring Lovey Smith, Texan fan would have lost their mind. Because Lovey Smith couldn't make it at the University of Illinois. He's been a head coach before. He hasn't been successful. There's all these other coordinators that you could have gone after. 
and none of them were named Lovey Smith. You know, you, you look at any Michael Jimenez poll on who was going to be the next head coach, Lovey Smith wouldn't have been there, right? But if I tell you we're going to hire McCown and everybody's ridiculing that, so now I pull that back and I give you a Lovey Smith. Now you're excited about Lovey Smith because he's not McCown. Dude, the Texans aren't that smart, okay? <laughs> let's, let's just get that straight and on the table right now. They're not that smart. That's not what happened. They were going to hire McCown. Brian Flores files his lawsuit. The spotlight is on. You can't hire McCown. They shouldn't have hired McCown. Anyway, they shouldn't have fired David Coley true. to begin All with. All of it, true. All of that's true. So, But you've got a problem if you're the Houston Texans. You want Josh McCown, no experience, no coaching experience at all, maybe a great guy, but has, you can't do that anymore. You can't do it anymore. So you got Lovey Smith sitting there. They go to Lovey and say, hey, we need you. And Lovey says, okay. And again, you don't turn down these jobs. Of course not. You, you don't turn down the and, job. And I think Lovey Smith is guaranteed at least three years. They can't fire him. They can't. No, they can't. Give him two. You can't fire him because I mean, somebody in that organization has got to wake up and go, "Whoo! Hey, we can't fire coaches every year. We've got to build a football team here. Well, do you that can't again. do that. Do that again." Woo! All right. Just like that. Yeah. But Boom. We're talking about the effing Houston Texans. I don't care. They're not smart enough to go. Well, they, they're they, not going to. Well, then light, they're going to be last they, every year. They would have to have a light bulb that could go off for them to have that happen. Well, somebody's got to realize. Somebody's got to shake them because you can't fire coaches every year and expect to have a winning football team. It doesn't happen. Look, the players like Lovey Smith. They respect Lovey Smith. I've already seen a, a bunch of uh, comments. So, all right. So, give Lovey Smith an opportunity to build that football team. That only works Leave him if alone. they give him the tools to actually be the head coach. Well, that's if Jack thing. Easterby and Nick Casario are actually pulling all the strings, it doesn't really matter who the head coach is. Yeah, because is. we've already seen that the strings that they pull, they, they ain't working. Again, no light bulb. Well... I don't know. It's a shame that they fired Cully to begin with. It's a shame that it's all become political now. And, uh, you know, all of this stuff is just uh, its just out of whack. It certainly is. We're live in L.A. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. Money for nothing. ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is Checks David Coley's theme song. <laughs> now, we've been telling you, we've been telling you Clint Sterner was coming on. Yeah. I lied to you. You did? I did. Why'd you do that? Well, I just got a text. Uh-oh. Hey, brother, I can't. Uh-oh. I'm in the delivery room with my wife. Whoa! Congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah. Dude, I've seen that guy do a lot of things. I'm surprised he's not on the phone giving us some play-by-play of what's going exactly. on in there. Well, I wish he would. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Let me. You, you talk for a minute. Maybe you could do like there. a Facebook there. Live Why don't or you something. Tell us all our sponsors and all that stuff. Well, can, maybe doing, maybe you could do a at, Facebook Live or something like that. All the things that we're like doing that. while I text them back and give them crap. Like, I, just, I might want to give my life story. Uh-huh. Why do I have to do what you say? Well, because we got to pay off the sponsors anyway. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Let me put my eyes on. Hey, San Antonio Sports Stars coverage. AA Best Bell Bonds. 
Dude, I put that in big print, too, so you can dude, read it. You well, still? It's, it's even bigger. I, dude, that looks like a blur right there. Uh-huh. Hey, we do want to thank AA Best Bail Bonds, by the way, uh, for all of this wonderful coverage. And, but it's par- sponsored in part by Texas Cheer Liquor as well, Nearside App, and Southern Recipe Small Batch pork rind so we appreciate y'all all of you for doing that we are hey sincerely very happy for clint sterner who just told us that uh, his wife is in labor so he's at the hospital right now he's about to have a baby now jason you probably know this is his first yes first baby do we know what it is boy girl i do not all right i guess y'all aren't as close as you lead on then you know <laughs> Yeah, sure, maybe. I mean, maybe he didn't know. Some people still choose to do that, right? I, I, I have no idea. I mean, you know, every every time I talk to him, he's like, "Yeah, man, the little baby's on its." You know, there's it's, it's. I don't know the way he says it. I don't know that. I don't recall if he has said boy or girl. Although I will say, and you probably got this a lot too, because you have. Five daughters, Joe Reinagle. Yes. I, I, I have one, but every guy I know that's having a little girl ask about having a little girl. Because growing up and when you know, before you have one you want to have a boy, of course. You, you want you want to have you know the next uh, you know the Joe Burrow. You you know you want to, the the pitcher, dude. If I had a son right now, I'd make him a left-handed pitcher, right? I, I mean, there there's a lot of things you could. Well, you I don't have, know. baseball's going to die, so that's probably not it. You might want to give him something else. When you're having a daughter, it scares the hell out of you because you know you think you're going to break them. You wonder if you're going to be able to do things uh, that you would want to do with your son. And I will tell you, and you know, you got five daughters. Girl dad is awesome. No, it is great. It is great. But when they get older, you worry about people like Michael Jimenez and Rob Thompson well, and, that's and Rudy J. I mean, that's that's what you worry about. What's well, the old saying? When you have a son, you worry about one of those. That's exactly when, when, right. When you've got a daughter, you worry about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I got I, I got to tell you this because it's really burning a hole in my pocket. All right, I've got a near. Almost perfect prop bet for you right. for Super Bowl Sunday. All right, what you got? All right, you know you can bet on the coin toss, right? Yes, fifty-fifty. All yes. right, yes. But here's the here's the bet you make that is almost perfect. Okay, you bet on the team. What's their decision going to be? The team that wins the toss, they're going to defer. Exactly. It's a near perfect prop bet. <laughs> Most teams now are deferring. Right, so the odds are way over. I mean, it's it's really lopsided for defer and kick uh, and receive. So I'm telling you, I'm, and 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 I take no responsibility if you make this bet and you lose. Okay, but I'm just telling you, the odds are with you when it comes to this. Well, and again, I, you know, it's interesting because there's so many prop bets. I was emailed a list of prop bets today, and one of them is. Will a player do the icky shuffle? Yes. T. Higgins did it the other day. Yeah. I would bet on that. All right. And by the way, uh, Icky Woods is going to be on the Blitz on I Thursday. I can't wait. Yep, absolutely. Um, you think he'll teach us the icky shuffle? If you want him to. I want him to. I, I mean, he, he he will do that. We'll, we'll make some good video. Absolutely. Uh, will Joe Burrow be compared to Macaulay Culkin during the broadcast? Yes, that's another near-perfect bet. What will be said first during the game, Sean McVay or Zach Taylor? Yeah, I think so, McVay. Yeah, right? I can just hear everybody. I know, right? Rob, everybody's going, Sean McVay. 
Uh, what will be said first during the game, COVID or Omicron? COVID. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with COVID there. Brady or Rogers? Brady. Montana, Namath, or uh, Joe Theismann? Why the hell would Joe Theismann be mentioned? Why the hell? Well, Namath, I can see well, because it's, 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 it's all, they're all Joes. Well, Joe Burrow is Joe Namath Jr., basically. Yeah. Home. How many times will home field advantage be said over one and a half? I would take the over. Will Michaels or Collinsworth say the spread or total? Al Michaels will. I, you never know what Chris Collinsworth is going to say, and oh, I really don't favorite. care what he says. <laughs> yeah, I really favorite. do. I, I just like to turn the sound off. What gets mentioned first, LSU or Ohio State? LSU. Detroit Lions or Jared Goff? <laughs> Detroit Lions. <laughs> I mean, there, there's just... Uh, I love it, man. It's a great country, isn't it, where you can bet on anything? Uh, absolutely. Who will be shown first during the game? Kelly Hall... Or Veronica Coleman, who's McVeigh's fiance. So, will we see Matt Stafford's wife or Sean McVeigh's fiance? Matt Stafford's wife. Either way. I mean, look, as much as everybody's talking about Joe Burrow and his cockiness and, you know, what he's done, I think deep down inside, everybody is pulling for Matthew Stafford. You know, it is interesting. Because I agree with you in the sense of we would all love to see Matt Stafford get one. Because, you know, he was in prison in Detroit for a long time. Twelve years. And he's a Texas guy, so I want to see another Texan get a ring. Although, still pisses me off that he played his high school football in Georgia. Or his college football in Georgia after being a high school football star. Well, he didn't get recruited in Texas. Yeah, that's that's kind of a theme, isn't it? Uh, But you, you, you look at it. But then Cincinnati, everybody loves the underdog story. I agree. And Joe Burrow has been has really come to as one of those guys that's kind of larger than life. And, you know, I don't know. As much as people say they don't like it, people like a cocky football player. They do. Well, they like well, a cocky football player. Well, well, cocky is not arrogant. I mean, I mean and I think there, there's right. a, you know, cocky and confidence versus an arrogant SOB are, are two very different things. I agree with that. But and Joe Burrow is that. I mean, the, I love the comparisons with Joe Namath because if you look what Joe Namath was, I mean, he was so different mm-hmm. for his time. And when he came out and guaranteed a win in that Super Bowl, it was genius, right? And then then followed through on it. Well, Joe Burrow, the statement he made about the jewels and making too much money, dude, I love that. Well, I, I mean, there are these are different times. I mean. The fact is, now, there are people that pay attention to this stuff, and I'm glad they do and tell us because I would never notice. But it's like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is due for a, uh, you know, he, he's eligible this year for, uh, for a new deal. Right. Now, the talk is they're probably just going to pick up his fifth year. Now, Kyler Murray played well yesterday in the Pro Bowl, did all these kind of things. Well, so apparently last night while in Las Vegas, you know, while Alvin Kamara was finding his way to jail, Kyler Murray was somewhere in his hotel room deleting all his social media posts. So he's wiped his socials clean. He's got two photos up. But he's he's uh, uh, does even have Arizona Cardinals now anywhere listed in his profiles. And, and Joe, he's not following them. He stopped following them 
on Instagram and Twitter. Well, that may not be the best follow anyway. So maybe you know maybe that's maybe uh, that's his reason. It's probably boring. The, the social media police say, "Oh, that that's a sign that there's that that there's uh, some unhappiness there. There's a breakup that could be coming. You know, maybe he wants a new deal." And they said, "You know what? Maybe next year." All right. Well, let's start another rumor then. Right? The the one guy he's in love with is C.D. Lamb. Threw a touchdown pass to him yesterday. And I believe, isn't that the only photo that's on his deal? Yes. Is is him and CD? So, hmm, we got something working there? Well, look, I'm a Dak Prescott guy. I love Dak Prescott. I know you do. I love it. Kyler Murray's undefeated in that building. He is. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if he played, what, uh, eight games there? I would imagine if he were a, a player with a star in his helmet, that record that is untarnished now would be quickly tarnished. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> From no fault of his own, maybe. Although I do think little Kellen Moore would love to coach Kyler Murray because at least he'd be the tallest guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray brings such a unique set of skills that it's fun to watch him play. But, um, you know, here's the thing about quarterbacks or athletes that come in. These defensive coordinators are really smart. You may get the best of them for a year, maybe two, but eventually they figure you out. Yep. I mean, it happens. And so you've got to adjust your game as well. And uh, it's not always easy to do for some of these guys that have been playing the same way their entire life uh, to have to, you know, try and step up and, and, and rework the game. I, I think Dak Prescott has done that pretty well. You know, it, it, Dak Prescott, and and as as we're sitting here on Radio Row in Los Angeles, and I, for the life of me, surprised it t- took till now to think about that. There is a whole sleep number set over there. Now, Rob, doesn't Dak always show up every week and and uh, take a nap right over there on the sleep number thing? Dak Prescott's probably going to be here. I'm going to guess Thursday or Friday because that's when all the good, big parties start. Now. He opted not to go to the Pro Bowl. He did. Wants to start focusing on next year. But, you know, kind of like when we were talking to Troy and he said, I got sponsor obligations, I got to go to L.A., really don't want to, but I like money. You know, Dak Prescott still likes money. Sure. So he's going to be right over there uh, at at the end of the week. You won't get near him. No. I I mean, you you would have thought, you, you would think the Beatles walk in. And that's one of the cool things when you're here on Radio Row. There are certain dudes that you think... All right, you know there's going to be a crowd following. And then other guys, like, where's their security? And they're just walking around almost like, all right, cool, that's so-and-so. And then other people, the attraction is incredible. Well, this is not exactly a, a fanboy place, except for maybe Michael Jimenez. So, well, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's not exactly where people are going to get up and, and say, you know, hey, come oh, over here, sign this, do oh, this, can oh, I give you a kiss? Can you take a picture with me? Just wait, because, you know, Right now, yes, but if you look all along where the white walls are and the rails, yeah, that will be crowds of people here by the end of the week with their helmets and their jerseys and their footballs, and we become, you know, the animals at the zoo. You know, we're on this side of the glass. You're just kind of hoping somebody will throw some food, you know, and and, and do that. But that walk that we did earlier walking around, yeah. that will be wall-to-wall people by All the right. end of the week. Okay. So, I mean, you think about now, because in, in radio, you know, we go to commercial break, we got like three and a half minutes. Right. Right? So it is a two-minute walk right now to the bathroom. Okay. Right. Because there's nobody here. Two-minute walk, tell you what, 30 seconds, and then two minutes back. How do you make it back? 
I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, it, it's it's. But by the end of the week, have a bottle uh, or just like I'll be back, man. That next segment's on you. Or right, right. You know. Okay. The good news is, you know, a lot of the interviews, you know, may have been uh, recorded earlier in the day. Because you will have to start adjusting your daily routine quite a bit. Look, guys like Dak Prescott, though, he's still a young man, okay? He's still a young man. So it's kind of like a guy that tells you, you know what, i got to study all the time. i got a test coming up. i got to study all the time until there's that Saturday night and there's that big party. Yep. And if some way you find a way to go to that, Mm -hmm. Dak's going to do that. Absolutely. Of course. So he may say all the, and that's good, and I hope he's studying and getting ready for next year, but there's a party going on here in Los Angeles that Dak Prescott needs to be a part of. And it's a better party than that crap that we saw yesterday in Las Vegas that they call the <laughs> Pro Bowl. It is our AA Best Bail Bonds big game coverage brought to you in part by Texas Cheer Liquor, Nearside App, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Of course, the game is coming up on Sunday. It's Rob Thompson. Join Rudy J and I tomorrow morning from 7 till 10 on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. You know, it's funny. I uh, just saw myself on the uh, video stream and I'm taking a trip. This is a can of water, Greg, our boss. It's water. Yeah. They serve water here in what looks like beer cans. Well, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. No, I'm just, he didn't say anything. I just, I don't want him to notice or go, is he drinking a beer? (laughs) They're still on the air. (laughs) I wish it was a beer. Well, it's not like we haven't done that before. Uh, We've never done that before. Never. Until the final, well, it is final segment. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, with the eight beer. We had the permission. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, during COVID, a lot of rules got bent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. These are the strangest. You know, the unfortunate part. They're though, good, though. Yeah. Now, this water was, was, was really good. It's, yeah. It's Aquafina in a, what looks like one of those Miller Lite or Ultra cans. Yes. Although, what, what, I know I sound bitchy when I say this, but when you walk around where there are beer sales here, it's all Bud Light. I mean, I know really Bud Light spends a ton of money to sponsor the Super Bowl. But generally speaking, even when you have a sponsored beer, there are other options in the at the beer stand. Well, there's not. This is a Pepsi product, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's no Coke here. No. So it's all Pepsi. But, but what I'm saying, though, is that beer stand that was over there, right. all they had was Bud Light. They didn't have Budweiser. They didn't have... The other products that they well, that who they drinks make. Budweiser anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, clearly a lot of people they sell a lot of it. You know what Budweiser stands for? <laughs> because you deserve what every individual should enjoy regularly. Really? I have no idea. Yeah, you just made that up. That's great. <laughs> I wish I would have made that up. I heard that years <laughs> ago when when I was actually a Bud drinker. I I when uh, growing up uh, or growing up when I was I don't know like twenty. Uh, or 21, Mom. Um, I never, <laughs> I never had milk that would last in my fridge, so I literally used to put Budweiser in my cocoa puffs. You got to be kidding! Me. No, it was actually a, a pretty awful mix, dude. But that's it, horrible. But, but, but when you're 20, that's not bad. I don't care how old you are. That's well, you can't terrible. Have, you can't have dry cereal. 
Oh, I, I'm not going to put beer in it. Well, I mean, what were my options? Water? Yeah. No, I mean, you know. But, ooh, that's nasty. With Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. That so was, you got that, chocolate beer. That was my cereal of choice. Chocolate beer. I was on to something. How is it? I, maybe I, I, we I, should, was, I was on to something. Maybe we should go into business. And, I mean, and maybe people will like it. Dude, chocolate there's, beer. There's IPAs out there that are kind of chocolate. I wouldn't drink it today. Oh. I used to... Do a lot of weird things. Yeah, well, um, when I was younger and 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 had no, I, I would cut lunch meat up and put it in my ramen noodles. Well, that's not so bad. I mean, that's not so bad. <laughs> you wouldn't do that now. When was the last time you opened up a package of ramen noodles at the house? Well, it's been a long time. But if I was going to eat ramen noodles, I'd like to put some lunch meat in it. It would taste better, <laughs> right? I mean, you have to throw some piece of ham in there or some. Yeah, but turkey the thing and- is, when do you think? I mean, I know there. There was a time that you were kind of a single guy recently. I yeah, mean, did, yeah. That, did you ever get desperate enough to heat up some top ramen? No. Exactly. Never. Because uh, there was always a, a restaurant somewhere very close. Okay, so I never had any top. I, I very rarely went to the grocery store during those days, right? You had to get some laundry detergent, stuff like that. But, I mean, I wasn't cooking at the house. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, so you kind of you go back to, are you going to... What are, what are you going to do, right? And you're you're not going to eat ramen noodles. That's why I, I well well see even now. I mean I know all those uh, like ramen restaurants and and all that kind of stuff like Pledge that is always talking about one. I can't go somewhere and pay nine dollars for ramen noodles. And I realize they're not the same, but I just can't pay nine dollars for ramen noodles. Why is it nine dollars? I, I, mean, there's, I don't know. You're fixated on the number nine. I, I've noticed that about you. I've learned that about you over the I'm not going to spend $8. I'm not going to spend $7. <laughs> I'm not going to spend $12. Whatever that might be, I'm not spending that kind of money on what boils down to ramen noodles. I know, like, when my niece was living with us, her hangover cure was always ordering like pho. And now, granted, when you're door dashing it, it's going to be a lot more expensive, but... That's that's an expensive way to get over a hangover. What was she ordering? Pho. Have you never uh, had pho? No, no. What is pho? I thought you almost made a mistake. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Where's the dump button? You've never had... Dude, I was like, wait a minute. What did he say? Have you, you, you seriously, you have no idea? I have no clue what that is. Wow. Am, am I the only one here that doesn't know that? Rudy, you know what pho is? Of course he does. Well, what is it? I, I know. It, it's soup. It's uh, Vietnamese soup. Okay. I've never had it. It's wonderful. Well, it's great. I'm glad. But but here but here's the thing. I can't order it. I I I I I, I, I know I sound like a eight year old as I say this. When Dat Win was working here, we would go places and he would he would order it. Right. Whatever he would order. And. Whatever it was, it was fantastic. I've tried to order it on my own. It's not the same, so I've quit trying. Well, I've never tried, so uh, I guess there's that. I'll That's going to do it for day one <laughs> for <God>. us. <laughs> Rob and Rudy are going to get a nap. They will see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. We won't hear them, so tell us how they did. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.